0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393.
1: And Pat Unleashed on Twitter. So President Trump and Vlad Putin... Uh, are in Helsinki they just held their summit and both are saying it went pretty well Putin says we can call the meeting with Trump a success he said the cold war is over U.S. and Russia should work together Uh, Putin said Russia did not interfere and will never interfere in a U.S. election Hmm. Uh, as far as President Trump he said the Mueller probe has hurt U.S. Russia relations said the meeting with, uh, with Putin was deeply productive and says our militaries get along, than our political leaders. <laughs> uh, he also said, I don't see any reason why Russia would interfere with the 2016 election, but Putin has offered to question those 12 Russians who were indicted for alleged election meddling. So, so some of the highlights. I guess, I guess we're done. Yeah. And I don't know if anything beyond that, they talked about the START treaties or any of that kind of stuff. Who knows? Adoption? I uh, I don't know. <clears throat> doesn't look like a heck of a lot. Concrete was settled on, but um, apparently they, they got along just fine, which is exactly what President Trump said was going to happen. They were going to get along just fine. Uh, as for the left, I mean, it, it is so bizarre to see the complete flip-flop of Republicans and Democrats just switch sides on on Russia because uh, the perception, I guess, is that Trump likes Russia, so all Republicans have to like Russia as well. Wait a minute, <laughs> they were our sworn enemy for a hundred years, and now all of a sudden we're fine with them. We're fine with Vladimir Putin. We're fine with all of that. No, they're still, you know, the number one a source of concern, I would say, in the world, militarily. They, they have to be considered that. Um, but, you know, now the Democrats are all hostile toward Putin and toward Russia. They're the worst ever. When it was just a few short years ago, they were saying this kind of Governor
2: stuff. Governor Romney, I'm glad that you recognize that al-Qaeda is a threat because a few months <laughs> ago when you were asked what's the biggest geopolitical threat facing America, you said mm-hmm. Russia. Yeah. Not Al Qaeda," he no. said. "Russia, in the 1980s, are now hmm. calling to ask for their foreign policy back because yeah. you know the Cold War has been over for 20 years. Huh. But Governor, you know, when it comes to right. our foreign policy, mm-hmm. you seem to want to import the foreign policies of the 1980s.
1: That's amazing. That's a it's amazing. Then, of course, he was t- talking to um, Medvedev about how things will get better after the election and they can work out things uh, much much more easily
3: afterwards.
4: My
1: I transmit this information to Vladimir. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Of course, we had this tender moment.
5: I wanted to uh, present you, which represents what President Obama and Vice President Biden and I have been saying. And that is, yeah. we want to reset, reset. our relationship. And <laughs> <laughs> so we
6: will do it together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we worked
5: hard to get the right Russian word. Do you think you,
6: we got you it? Get it you A get this the wrong. Shirt. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> well,
6: we won't let you do that to us, I, I promise
1: unbelievable i mean that start to finish is just it's still mind-boggling to me first of all they researched it really hard uh to get just the right word you got it wrong it means overcharge paragusta means overcharge
7: (laughs) (laughs) so ridiculous I mean is there not an intern in the White House oh, is there anyone I know with an updated You couldn't get that right. American to Russian, you know, dictionary which translate this. It just
1: shows uh, how inept they were in in that administration. So inept. They couldn't even get the right Russian word. It's it can't be that difficult. Good heavens. You got this wrong. And they've gotten it wrong ever since. They had it wrong before, they've got it wrong after, they have it wrong now. I mean or is it the Republicans who now have it wrong because they're friends and we shouldn't worry about it. Yeah, let's just get along. <laughs> it's a strange world. It really is. And then we had President Trump who painted the European Union as foes over the weekend. The Russians who were indicted, would you ask Putin
8: to to send them here?
9: Well, I might. I hadn't thought of that, but I certainly I'll be asking about it. But
8: yeah,
1: that's bizarre too. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> What? Oh, man.
9: Again, this was during the Obama administration. They Mm -hmm. were doing whatever it was during the Obama administration. Mm
6: -hmm. And
9: I heard that they were trying or people were trying to hack into the RNC, too, the Republican Mm -hmm. National Committee. Mm -hmm. But we had much better defenses. I've been told that by a number of people. We had much better defenses, so they couldn't. I think the DNC should be ashamed of themselves for allowing themselves to be hacked they had bad defenses (laughs) and they were able to be hacked but i heard they were trying to hack the republicans too but and this may be wrong but they had much stronger defenses who's Mm -hmm. your biggest competitor your biggest foe globally right now well i think we have a lot of foes i think the european union is a foe what they do to us in trade now you wouldn't think of the european union but they're a
1: foe I i wouldn't think of the european union as a foe you know, because here we were praising him up and down last week for the comment about Putin when he said when he said this. Yeah, Jonathan
4: Beale from BBC. I just just wonder, you think you're going to get along with President Putin? Could you just tell P-U-T. us why do you think that? Is there something you admire about him? And the second question, because you're just about to go to the. UK. Well,
9: he's a competitor. He's been very nice to me competitor. the times I've met him. I've been nice to him. Uh-huh. He's a competitor.
4: Right.
9: You know, somebody was saying, is he an enemy? No, he's not my enemy. Is he a friend? No, I don't know him well enough. But the couple of times that I've gotten to meet him, we got along very well. You saw that. Um, I hope we get along well. I think we get along well. Uh, but ultimately, he's a competitor. He's representing mm-hmm. Russia. I'm representing the United States.
1: I mean, that was actually a good answer, I thought. Um, he's a competitor. He's not, a, he's not an enemy. But now the EU is an enemy.
7: They
1: haven't helped us. Interesting, though, how the media has viewed this summit going into it. It's uh, Andrea Mitchell shared a lot of information that I'm not sure she must have been with. The president must have been uh, she must have been embedded with him because she knew a lot about what went into this meeting.
5: We've never yeah. had a summit with a KGB spymaster, someone who mm-hmm. has you know completely studied and examined Donald Trump oh. and a president who spent the weekend golfing and has not been preparing there were no principal meetings no planning for this summit hmm. no deeply you, you know, know that for a fact uh, organized strategy sessions what is the agenda what are the goals right. what do they want to get out of it so we hmm. could be surprised they could come out and say that we've made progress on nuclear weapons that we're going to revive expand extend the start nuclear weapons agreement which expires uh, after 2022 hmm. uh, but we'll Donald Trump confront Putin on the fact that he's already busted out of one medium range, the INF Treaty, uh, by deploying a, a banned missile? Unlikely. He doesn't know those kind of details. He hasn't been with his, his advisors. We've seen him all over the lot as he crisscrosses Europe the last week. And it's really startling that he's going to be meeting one-on-one. We're not going to have a record of this one-on-one meeting, and that is alarming to a lot of former advisors in both political parties who have worked so closely to plan a summit like this. This is even less planned and more impromptu than Singapore was, and that's saying a lot. Now,
1: how do you know that? Did somebody in the White House say to Andrea Mitchell, you know they didn't, hey, we have not planned one second for this meeting? I don't know, he's just going to go in there and wing it. We haven't even mentioned it in meetings. I don't know what this guy's going to do. All he's been doing is golfing. And on the other hand, she knows that Vladimir Putin has extensively studied and researched Donald Trump. <sighs> nice spin. Uh, and of course, there's no way she can know any of that. She doesn't know. She's assuming certain things. Now, it does. See, I tried to get a couple rounds of golf in, I do know that in Scotland. Um, but there was an awful lot going on and I don't remember Andrea Mitchell ever having any problem with Barack Obama golfing what 1200 times during his presidency. I, I don't think that was an issue for her at that time. Ah, it's agonizing, but coming off the, uh, contentious NATO summit, the contentious trip in the UK, uh, this seemed like an easy, I, you know, he might've been right. This might've been the easiest day. Of the entire trip to Europe. Seems like this went off kind of without a hitch. Whereas he was getting hammered in Britain. They had that baby Trump blimp floating over the skies of London. And then they took it to Scotland and did it there too. Um, And they just, the royal family snubbed him. The queen was alone uh, on this little meeting that they had with royalty so it was just Donald Trump, Melania, and the Queen Queen of England. Which was it. Unusual. Which is almost unheard of yeah. from my understanding. I mean, I don't follow the royals or their nonsense. I don't really care. But none of the boys showed up. The Prince didn't Prince of Wales didn't show up, Charles. And and that's because they hate him. You know, it's because they hate him. The excuse from I don't know, William or Harry, one of the two, he had a polo match. <laughs> really? You had a polo match. All right. Well, certainly don't want to interrupt that.
7: And didn't we get wind though uh, around the wedding stuff that Harry was a fan of Trumps, or he at least oh, I didn't I don't say, think so. Are you sure? Because
1: I don't think so. Because uh, they didn't invite the Trumps. They invited the mm. Obamas to the wedding. I mm. don't think they're fans. At least
7: tolerable. I mean, you know, mm. I don't. I don't mean like he's wearing know. a MAGA cap around the royal palaces, but. Uh, I don't know. I just I, I seem to remember some sort of call that he had. I'm going to look that up. Uh, that they I should think- have looked
1: in a little bit more to the feelings that Barack Obama had for Britain. He, you you know this. Barack Obama hated Britain. He hates the British. He hates Britain. He hates colonialism. He he his dad fought hard against the British in Kenya. He talked about colonialism. He whined about colonialism. And he sent the bust back. That one of his first actions in office was to send the Churchill bust back. I mean, he couldn't stand them. And they fell all over him. They loved Barack Obama to pieces. Unbelievable. Now, this guy, I mean, I I don't know if he loves Britain, but I think he's fine with him. I think he's a better friend to him than, than Obama would ever be. And they hate his guts. Telling him he doesn't belong there, he's not welcome there, flying the blimps. Yeah. Who did that during uh, Obama? No one. No one did. 888-933-93. Uh, if you're interested in financial freedom, Thursday is a big day. This Thursday night, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central, 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific. Uh, we've got a free online investment training broadcast special that... Could help you out a lot. It's on this new asset class, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Um, if you'd like to learn more about them and you want some free investment training, then make sure you attend. Now, you have to register, but it is it is free. But go to BeckCryptoShow.com to register for this special free event right now. Glenn's number one cryptocurrency expert, Tika Tiwari, for Palm Beach Letter, will walk us through the new case for Bitcoin. It's according to him, I mean, it may just be getting started. So if you missed it at 300, like I did, and 500, and 1,000, and 5,000, and 6,000, maybe this is your chance. Plus, he's got three cryptocurrencies that he's going to reveal that he recommends that you buy right now. And there's the $2 million Bitcoin giveaway from Palm Beach Letter. So go to Beck Crypto Show right now and get registered for this free special event. It's Thursday night register right now while you're thinking about it beckcryptoshow.com
0: pat gray on the blaze radio network 933.93
1: 933 93. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, hey, France won the World Cup. So obviously, your next step is to burn down Paris. And uh, they tried <laughs> to do that last night. I think there might still be a few structures standing.
7: Uh-huh.
1: I don't understand the hey, we won the World Cup. We're really happy. Let's go riot.
7: Yeah.
1: Why? Why is that a thing? Police forces had to fire uh, tear gas. As scuffles and pockets of looting broke out on the Champs as French football celebrations—it's not football, stop it—French soccer celebrations in Paris soured following uh, the World Cup victory over Croatia in Moscow. They beat them four to two. Um, so, wow, six what in the world? Goals in that
7: game—that is an six. explosion of scoring, right? I know. I'm ready to burn down a town just in celebration of no, the tournament. because they scored six goals. Well, that and the fact the tournament is finally over a month plus later.
1: Let's go set some police cars on fire. Well, maybe not. Maybe we won't set
7: them on fire. What are we going to do? Uh, How can we celebrate that it's over? <sighs> over, Pat. Four years.
1: You could overturn your car if you want to.
7: I don't know that I'm able to do I'll that. I'll help you
1: give it a push. Okay. Revelers set off smoke bombs in the national colors. Blue, white, red. <laughs> That's great. Obscuring Napoleon's triumphal arch as uh, police tackled the crowd using water cannons.
7: Yeah, we got some videos and pictures and all sorts of good stuff. All right, from from let's see them from the scene. Look at this. Look at that. Oh, really? Yay, we won! Let's destroy where we live. Okay,
1: well, I mean that could be a race riot. Why <laughs> is that happening? Why? They I mean, that is asinine.
7: Hat, they won. I this know is what you do.
1: I know. They I mean, did. this did. Is... That's how you celebrate a big, big victory. So stupid! Ransack your city. I just. I mean, we we do the same thing. I just don't know that we do it in the, in those kinds of numbers because they're so stupid. Over. Couple
7: soccer. people are already dead because of that. Yeah. My gosh. Did people die? Yeah. Two people. No. Wh- what? Yeah. How'd yeah. they die? What happened? I don't know the details oh, here. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: It, okay, that's A
7: hmm, little out of control.
1: That's out of control.
7: Little yeah. third worldish, if you will.
1: Yes, and I will. I think I will.
7: Two dead as riots break out in Paris. Jeez. Million people on the streets. Yeah,
1: uh, I a million. Get I mean, think of that. One million people in the streets.
7: Here, here's the deaths. A 50 year old man died after breaking his neck when he jumped into a shallow canal in oh, celebration of the French victory. Oopsie That'll daisies. Okay,
1: it. well that's his fault. That's his fault. All right.
7: Uh, I don't see uh, the other person, yeah. I'm not seeing the uh, the details of the second one, but uh, hmm, tear gas. I mean, what it's is this? It's crazy. Hold on, it's
1: it's crazy. That's horrifying. What kind of freak would burn down the city? Listen to this. I have a son named Paris.
7: Oh, really? Yes. Oh, <laughs> hey, Michael, yes, a three year old boy. Mm-hmm. And uh, two and uh, two six year old girls were injured after they were hit by a motorbike during the celebrations. I love the
1: children, especially the twelve year old boy children. Mm-hmm. The children are, are fantastic. I like to like to feed them Jesus juice. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> So there you
7: go. So yeah, an excuse to loot and riot and uh.
1: Yeah. My goodness. Hey, we uh, just won the World Cup. Let's go steal some television sets. Okay. Um, Seriously. Not sure I get the tie in there, but whatever.
7: Did you see the picture of uh, of Emmanuel Macron standing on top of the uh, table there at the?
1: uh, Yeah, doing a kind of a
7: a, arm raised. There you go, right there. Look at that. That's. uh,
1: Yeah. Okay.
7: Uh huh. I think he was standing just so he could actually see the action. He's not. He's not very tall. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: He couldn't see over the table, so he had to get up on top of it.
7: <laughs> so anyway, uh, congrats, I mean, France. You uh, you won something. Obviously not a war, but uh, mm-hmm. you won a soccer tournament. That's great. So congrats to you. I guess. I guess.
1: I'm just, like you, I'm just glad it's over. I'm tired of hearing about it. I don't care about it. I don't want to know about it. Mm-hmm. I can't yet. avoid it. You can't avoid it. You're just bombarded with it. ESPN won't stop.
7: Mm-hmm. Oh, I you know. beg
1: them to stop with the <laughs> stop with the soccer stuff. I don't care. <clears throat> nope, they keep it coming.
7: Uh, the other death is a man uh. in his thirties died after crashing his mm-hmm. car into a tree while celebrating after the match ended. Okay, well, both deaths are on them. At least, well, at least they
1: weren't killed by anybody. Right, right. Because mm-hmm. that would be a little weird.
7: Eight hundred and forty-five <clears throat> cars were vandalized just that first evening there. Oh,
1: that's fine. That's not
7: much. Eight forty-five. I
1: don't. It's a weird thing. It's a really weird thing. Mm -hmm. Over the weekend at the box office, I think this is somewhat of a surprise. Um, At least it's a surprise to me. I thought Skyscraper would probably be the big movie because it's uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in that Future
7: President. Yeah,
1: that was only third. Hotel Transylvania three. Summer Vacation was number one. Forty four million. Wow. Um, followed by Ant Man and the Wasp, which you loved, right? Twenty eight million. It's made one hundred and thirty two million since it came out two weeks ago. Then Skyscraper was at twenty five million. Um, uh, any interest in that? I, I just don't. It looks like a cross between like The Towering Inferno and Die Hard.
7: Here is the problem I'd that say. I have with that movie that I will not see. Um, the trailer literally shows everything that's going to happen mm-hmm. it's got to be from start to finish I mean the whole thing is resolved by the end of the trailer <laughs> and it's like wait wait there's not even a tease it's yeah it's the setup it's the action it's mm-hmm. the conclusion sure I haven't seen it no I'm not going to unless the future president you know compels me to but it just mm-hmm. feels like the whole movie was given away in the in the trailer itself okay? Um, that might be hurting. I don't know.
1: Incredibles two was number four at sixteen million. It's made five hundred thirty five million since it came out. Wow. Uh, Jurassic World is at three hundred sixty three million now. That was fifth over the weekend. So that's that actually did pretty darn well. I mean, that is what five number five in this series, I think. And it's still bringing in that kind of money. That's pretty awesome. Now, in two weeks, a little less than two weeks, the new Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise comes out. And according to the reviews I've read, ninety six percent positive reviews. Ninety six percent fresh I mean, dude, on Rotten Tomatoes.
7: Does he make a bad movie? I don't think so. Seriously, I, I mean love I can't his think stuff. of
1: one. If if he does, Cruz just makes good movies. I, well, I didn't see it, but I heard Eyes Wide Shut was really bad.
7: I heard that was horrible just as well.
1: Creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know his mainstream box office blockbusters are always good. And they say that this new Mission Impossible is the best one yet.
7: Wow. It look, I mean, that preview, looks great. And that's the one where he actually got physically injured.
1: Yeah, he broke his ankle for one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he got some other uh, pretty bad bumps and bruises because he does, I think, all of his stunts. Yeah, right? he,
7: he was jumping uh, yeah, onto that building there. And that's actually in the trailer as well. He was um, running
1: from one building to another yeah. and then jumps over the street below yeah. onto the building.
7: And he probably said, so help me, you're using that take, and it will be in the trailer. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I would have said that if I broke my ankle uh, doing a scene like that. (laughs) The guy's 56 years old. What? 56. What? Why are are you still doing that? You're just making the rest of us look really, really bad.
7: Okay, I'm not hung up on why are you doing that. I'm hung up on dude is 56 56. years old. He's 56. He looks. He's my age. Very young.
1: Uh, And he looks only a little bit older than I do. I think um, just a little, little bit, right? I mean, just, just a I mean, skosh. I mean, I don't know the scientific <laughs> you had to guess. measurement. But you had to guess between the two of us, I think. And it was a coin flip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so. No, he's he's amazing. Uh, and and sounds like it's going to be a pretty good movie, so kind of holding out for that. Me too. Uh, let me tell you about a product that I'm absolutely sold on as well, and you could be too really soon. It's Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Now, if you love vegetables and you don't have any problem you know, getting them down every day, if you if you look forward to kale or quinoa <laughs> or Brussels sprouts,, ugh, ugh, turns my stomach to even think of them. Uh, my wife loves that stuff, though. You know, maybe you don't maybe you don't need a supplement like this. Um, but if you want more energy during the day and you're not getting vegetables in your diet, this is a perfect way to go. This is a, every scoop is a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables, pre and probiotic. They boost your immune system. They're awesome. So you just take one scoop and dump it into eight ounces of water or whatever drink you like. It's that easy. It tastes great. It actually sweetens it. And then you're just going to feel better and, and be healthier. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens. Get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT.
0: Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns.
1: 888 thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. From Mercenary Grip, uh, Putin is as trustworthy as our mainstream media. As trustworthy as Al Jazeera. As trustworthy as the Democrats. In other words, uh, not at all. Uh, from Toby, in America, when our favorite sports team wins a championship, we only destroy our own livers. And sometimes Detroit. <laughs> uh, TJ Toppin says, so the best case scenario in the World Cup is... Get second place. Less death. It's still a good finish. Yep. Uh, (laughs) I think, you know, I would have taken that in the United States. If the U.S., first of all, even qualified for the stupid World Cup uh, would have been nice. And to take second, that would have been our highest finish of all time, which would be kind of cool. And then, yes, you probably wouldn't be rioting in the streets. If we won the World Cup, would there be anybody riot? I don't know if anybody would even notice. (laughs)
6: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Hmm. in what city would you riot? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think in every city. You think so?
7: I think on one, one uh-huh. level or another.
1: You think there would be like celebration riots? Yep. Yeah.
7: Sure do. All right. L.A., Houston. Okay. Phoenix. Possibly.
1: 888-933-93. Uh, San Francisco still trying to clean up their mess. Um, they've got quite a disgusting mess on their hands. Uh, they, um, there's this story here oh. that San Francisco. Thanks. I'm sure this is supposed to be about uh, conservation. Okay, this is the one <clears throat> patriotic
7: puddin sent us.
1: Yes, I love it. This is about this is about um, recycling. I'm sure how San Francisco sends less trash to the landfill than any other major U.S. city. Uh, yeah, they just dump it in the streets. Okay, <laughs> their feces. They poop in the street. They dump their garbage in the street. They dump their needles in the street. I mean, it's sick. Mm-hmm. According to this story, the average American produces about 4.4 4 pounds of waste per day. What? No way. That's a lot of waste.
7: Like trash and stuff, huh? Okay. Can you?
1: No way. No way do I produce over four pounds a day. What? No. Hmm. I mean, think of it, maybe a plastic bottle or two.
7: I'm going to weigh it. I'm going to walk around with a bag someday. Just put all my trash in it. And you weigh should.
1: It. There's no way. I, they make this kind of crap up, and then they, they inflate these numbers to make it look like it's just astoundingly bad. And we're killing the planet. <clears throat> Roughly one and a half pounds of that is composted or recycled, meaning the U.S. avoids sending just 34% of its waste to landfills. San Francisco, though, provides a much different narrative. Thanks to a bold public policy and educational initiatives, the city diverts about 80% of its waste from landfills. Yeah, directly into their own streets. (laughs) Come on now. Listen to this uh, report from uh, one of the uh, San Francisco TV stations. They were talking to the mayor of San Francisco, who's vowing to try to clean up some of this mess. Um, But it's... It's amazing. Uh, In San Francisco, amazing. the new
8: mayor, London Breed, walked the streets today—the same streets she's vowed mm-hmm. to clean up. Now, at one point, she and her staff walked right Get by this. a man who appears to be prepping a needle.
1: So amazing—you've got her and her entourage all walking down a San Francisco street, right next to him is a guy standing there near the uh, prepping to inject himself with Ugh. heroin or whatever. I don't—I don't know. Tide pods? I, something? No, they just gnaw on those. Oh, okay.
8: You see it right there. Okay. Mayor Breed, who grew up okay. in the city as well, plans to mm-hmm. clean up San Francisco in part by opening the nation's first supervised injection site.
1: Yay! <laughs>
8: woo <Woo-hoo>! Yes!
1: <laughs> Yay! We're going to have a safe place where they can come and shoot up their own drugs. And we're going to make sure they do it really healthily. In a really healthy and wonderful way clean environmentally friendly way when you're getting you know stoned out of your mind we want to help (laughs) now there is there an argument to be made for this sure i guess you're you, you know you you convince yourself you're preventing overdoses right you've got somebody there saying oh that's too much but are they going to do that are they going to regulate that can they stop you from injecting too much or the wrong kind of thing I mean, you've got city officials there watching people and helping people inject substances, drugs, into their veins. Is that a good idea? Uh, I think you're setting up for a real catastrophe here.
8: That's where people can shoot up their own drugs indoors Indoors. under supervision instead of on the streets. In
1: air-conditioned comfort or uh, heated comfort if it's a little bit, you know, nasty outside in the San Francisco fog. Yeah, it right here indoors. Yeah, we'll help you through the process. That's
8: great. The city's health department had Mm -hmm. hoped to open two sites by July, but it's clear now that San Francisco will not meet that goal. And you're a native
1: of San Francisco. Is this the worst you've seen it?
5: I will say um, that there is more, there's more feces (laughs) on the sidewalks than I've ever seen, you know, growing up here. That was something that did not, wasn't the norm. Than you've um, ever seen. Than I've ever seen for sure. Okay. And that is a huge problem, and we're yeah. not just talking about from, from dogs, we're talking about from humans.
1: How can a city with some of the most expensive Jeez.
8: rent prices in the world also have neighborhoods that are being compared to actual slums because of the amount of Good human feces, trash, and, and needles everywhere?
5: There are a lot of people who have been pushed out of some of these places where you now have people paying these prices. About 70% of the people. Mm-hmm. are estimated to be homeless now in san francisco were actually housed in san francisco before they became homeless we have to make sure that people who live here sadly people who are homeless here that they're also held accountable for taking care of our streets
1: oh i see you're gonna they're gonna hold the homeless accountable for cleaning up after themselves (laughs) that was awesome (laughs) that's great
7: but i'm glad he picked up on that too uh Uh, i haven't seen this (laughs) much you know feces in the street and you know to, ever yeah ever as in it's been there it just hasn't been quite this much it's not like <laughs> boy when i was a kid we didn't have poop in the streets it's, remember those just,
1: days no nobody remembers those days why democrat control for 60 70 years you got to be over 80 to to remember a time when san francisco wasn't a uh democratic hellhole
7: i mean it used to be able to navigate around the the turd piles but now now, now you can't even maneuver.
1: Can you imagine the smell down those streets? I, I mean, when you are talking about three hundred piles of it up and down the streets, and then the used needles, and the and then they showed some pictures during this report. It's just really sick uh, of like crushed cereal boxes that had been pooped on. I mean, it was so nasty. Hmm. And then you've got the mayor saying. Yeah, we're going to, you know, what we're going to do is have the homeless people um, be more accountable for cleaning up their areas, clean up after themselves. (laughs) Really? That was
7: awesome. (laughs) Really?
1: (laughs) I want to see how that goes. Uh I really do. I'm very interested to find out if you're going to be able to make them take pride in their little section of sidewalk and make sure that that's cleaned up every day before they leave. Uh, And if they leave, where are they going? You know, they're not uh, they're not going to work, apparently. So,
7: okay, hold on. Remember how we used to think <laughs> how absurd it was that they would put these, like, watering stations in the desert to basically encourage illegal immigrants? Yep. And we thought, oh, my gosh, you're encouraging it. That's crazy. Well, it's humane.
0: Mm-hmm. It's the nice thing to do.
7: Okay, so now we've got these places where you can go and inject yourself and, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, make it legal if you're going to make it legal. Uh, I'm talking about drugs. Don't just say like, no, we're going to we're going to taxpayer fund a place to do an illegal activity. So now how far fetched is it to believe that they're just going to put, you know, like when you're in the bathroom, you got the toilet paper roll against the wall. But some some places, some some homes, they they uh, they have like the little the pole there, you know, mm-hmm. and they've got little little stacks of toilet paper on the yeah. little rod. Right. You're going to see those all over San Francisco in a couple of years.
1: Oh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because you're you're helping them. Sure. With their safe drug use, mm-hmm. you want to help them go potty too. A yeah,
7: dignity, you know. It's like, well, look, <laughs> right? they're gonna poop anyway, so let's just help them out. They're
1: <laughs> Gonna poop anyway. Let them wipe afterwards. A
7: little defecation station. Oh,
1: that's so sick.
7: It's true. You know and it's you gonna happen.
1: Know it's gonna happen. I
7: wonder if there's even a movement yet out there. Uh, so movement. To speak. Get it. <laughs> See what you did there. Huh.
1: Of course, there's a movement. There's a lot of like 300 per block, <laughs> apparently.
7: Such a gross town, San oh Francisco. I'm and, sorry. What happened? And again, the
1: thing is, it was once mm-hmm. so beautiful. It was once like one of the coolest cities, not just in the United States, but in the world. Mm-hmm. In the world. And you would love to go to San Francisco and and walk down Fisherman's Wharf or uh, wherever. It, the architecture in in San Francisco is really cool. You know, you've got the Golden State Bridge. You've got all of these huge, iconic landmarks and areas. And they're really, really beautiful.
7: Yeah. and Now you just want to make sure you time your trip to go right after a nice torrential downpour to rinse those streets clean for you before you get there. No kidding. Uh, Let's see. Well, we do have 24-7 bathroom facilities for San Francisco homeless already going up.
1: Oh, we do? Yep. So, this like, what, little porta-potty kind of things? I think so. This is a December story. Are they going to use them, though?
7: Oh, look, there it was. I saw a little glimpse of it there. Watch to this. me,
1: I'm guessing the answer is no. Yeah, they're not right. going to
7: use them. But uh, they're, they're just like giant uh, porta-potties, exactly what you said. Oh, I just caught a glimpse of it when the story started. Yeah, big giant porta-potties right there on the street. <laughs> Good Lord.
1: That's pretty amazing. There you go. Uh, I don't know. I, I would have never guessed. We all know liberalism is ridiculous. It's uh, deranged, but you never thought, did you ever think it would get to this stage in the United States of America where you've got this kind of problem in a city like San Francisco? Oh, so liberal, so progressive that they've done this, uh, th- this to
7: themselves. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's unchecked progressivism mm-hmm. playing out for all of us to see.
1: And on the same streets where, you know, you've got some pretty nice homes. Like I mentioned before, we stayed there for Super Bowl, and we stayed in uh, Nicolas Cage's old house, one of his homes. I don't know. he's, I think he had 14 at one time. Anyway, this was one of them, and supposedly he bought it for $15 million. I mean, it's not that – it wasn't that impressive. It was nice, but it wasn't like, whoa, this is amazing. Not like that at all because it's in San Francisco, and it, you don't have to have – Uh, an awe-inspiring home to be $15 million. Well, on that same street we saw feces all over it. On the same street where you've got $15 million homes you've got human poop out out on the streets and uh, used needles and um, condoms and all manner of nastiness. (laughs) The same street as a $15 million home. Amazing. Only in California. Well, in New York and Massachusetts. Seattle. Seattle. And uh, Detroit. Chicago. Philadelphia.
7: Uh, St. Louis. New Orleans. Got some Uh, (laughs) shoes.
1: All right. Washington, D.C. Oh, for sure. I
7: mean... It's
1: literally every Democratic stronghold in the country. Literally all of them. You know, losing weight and keeping it off can be a real struggle. In fact, the toughest part, I think, is keeping it off because once you've lost some weight, then you're like, okay, now I want to eat. And then you do. And pretty soon you're right back into your old uh, pattern and you gain all the weight back. I hate the cycle. That's where Riduzone can help. Riduzone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. They took the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product containing OEA that is has been shown to boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite. With those two things, good chance you're going to keep the weight off. It's time to try RidUZone because if you've been on that roller coaster, it's time to get off of it. Order today at RidUZone.com. Enter the promo code PAT and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot com, promo code Pat for 30% off a three-month supply.
0: This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
7: Talking
1: about uh, big, expensive homes in San Francisco, uh, where there's poop all over the streets. Uh, they've there's a different sort of mansion that has gone up, and it's uh, headed to the auction block. One of the most unique properties in the world. There's no reserve on this, and it's a fifty-one thousand square foot mansion, mostly underground. <laughs> this is really cool. So cool. Uh, let's take, okay, let's see some of the uh, uh, pictures of this. We've got a slideshow. It's one of those that if you go find it on the internet, you got to click like ninety five times to get to anything you're interested in. <laughs> okay, so there's the top of it. Yeah, it just looks all like all you a, can see is like one story. It looks like a one story ranch, maybe, but a big one, a really nice one. Uh, so that's cool.
7: Yeah. What else we got?
1: And it's nice. Okay. You drive
7: up. It looks like a very nice house. Yes, it does. What else? Let's see here.
1: Uh, let's see. Nicely Ooh, lit it. Nice. Nice pool. Ooh, infinity pool that nice looks view. out over um, Los Angeles, maybe? Uh, beautiful. And then, oh, wow, is that underground? Sort of an underground yeah. uh, pool, lap pool? <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. Love
7: this. Hey, if you're listening on the Blaze Radio, just trust me. You want to go back to the Blaze TV later on and watch this.
1: Then there's a, uh, I don't know, it looks like a comfortable like just sitting room where you entertain people. Mm-hmm. This is mostly for uh, Armageddon, right? If, yeah. this, if this ever, if all hell breaks loose, this is sort of a, a retreat where you would go and you could live underground.
7: This would do it. <clears throat> you would never want to leave. And it just looks normal outside, you know, just Yeah, up against the hills there. Yeah, it does. It, it's you, you
1: wouldn't be able to tell that this is some kind of, you know, compound. A lot of the shots outside...
7: Just look normal.
1: I'm I'm kind of surprised that they've done this extensive landscaping outside because if this is built for, you know, Holocaust, it, th- all that's going to be gone.
7: And this is uh, this is a suburb of L.A. By the way,
1: you are right. That's and uh, there's some more, but I I guess most of it is underground. Yeah. And there is um, so it's almost as big as the White House. I think the White House is fifty-two thousand square feet. This is fifty-one. It has 7.4 acres. Mm -hmm. And I guess in the community, it's just a bunch of one-story mansions. At least that's what it looks like at the surface. And then it's got four stories underneath it. Uh, Actually, five stories underneath it. It's a six-floor house. Wow. They had to dig an additional five floors deep into the bedrock. There's a gym, a wine cellar, a bocce court, a Renaissance-inspired chapel, and a six-car garage. Just six. Another unusual feature is a 10,000-square-foot subterranean hammam and spa. Oh, with that's lap what we Yeah, yep. we saw that. Yeah. The hammam. I don't know what a hammam is. That the is.
7: former owner found in Morocco? That's And he had amazing. it dismantled and shipped in sections to California and reassembled? Just buy one. Oh, jeez. <laughs>
1: so this is some shake, some oil guy, probably. Mm-hmm. Underground protection from heat and cold, the mansion is outfitted with a geothermal system that reduces 70% of the home's utility costs. Formally listed in 2013 at $53 million. Oh, that's a bargain. This one of a kind Hacienda de la Paz <laughs> estate will be going on the auction block with no reserve.
7: You want to pull our money? You and I?
1: Yeah, I could probably get up to, you know, 30 grand. Hey, Maybe between but, the two of us, we we'd come what, up
7: with thirty thousand. Yeah, yeah. You you would have to stay there. Uh, you you would have dibs on much more of the of the share of the home <laughs> then if, if we're doing thirty. By the way, <laughs> check this out. Um, there's a gym, wine cellar, bocce court. Uh, I'm sorry, not mm-hmm. that one. I didn't mean that paragraph. Uh, nine bedrooms, twenty five bathrooms. Nine. Twenty five bathrooms. You never have to wait. <laughs> uh, multiple elevators. Multiple elevators. Amazing. Uh, indoor outdoor tennis courts. That's cool. Uh, that the, is really cool. And listen to this the indoor court, court, alternately designed as a ballroom with walls painted in whatever that French man. Here we go. Trump de L'Elon. I don't know. What does that mean? Uh, I
1: don't know. Okay. I don't know. You studied
7: French, though, right?
1: Yeah. Four years of it, Okay. but that was some time ago.
7: But that's Frenchy French word right there, and right? And it shows
1: you how worthless it is to study a language if you're not going to live in that country because I you know, forgot it point. a long time ago.
7: Or you could just let the people that speak that mm-hmm. language mm-hmm. invade your own. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, huh?
1: do you have anybody? In mind? No, you I'm just in that,
7: that. I'm going hypothetical. What so are you you're doing? You're
1: saying, like, when the French come here and yeah. invade us?
7: <laughs> sure. Bad example. Uh-huh. I mean, the French right. invading successfully. Yeah, that's not going to um, happen. Oh, you know what <laughs> trompe loel means? It means to deceive the eye. Ah. So the walls are painted in deceive the eye. To okay. either work as a tennis court or a ballroom, or that's kind of cool. yeah, I need to add up all of this trash that I'm piling up here today. And well, see you've if it's
1: got I think you're over four pounds, four pounds. already. Four pounds already, my friend. <laughs> yeah, there is no way. i I absolutely dispute four point four pounds per day. No. <laughs> four point four pounds per week. Maybe there is no way I'm throwing away that kind of garbage. No way. I mean, eggshells, a wrapper of some kind. I'm doing this. You know, a plastic bottle or two. I'm doing this. You have to because. I'm carrying around a bag tomorrow. You know they're trying to cheat us that way. Yeah. They're trying to say, look at all the trash. And then they inflate it by about 500%.
7: Or maybe they're just using as their their average. They're just taking a day in the life of Jeffy. And they're like, that's what we're going off well, of.
1: Well, that would skew your numbers like you can't believe. So course if they're doing that it'd be like 40
7: pounds a day see and that's what's throwing off the whole average yeah or the mean so i, mean, I don't know the difference between the two so whatever <laughs> okay all right uh
1: 888 thirty three ninety right we we only have time for the stupid elephant thing what oh yes what is this elephant robs <laughs> a elephant sri lankan video. bus yeah
7: watch this watch this The elephant robs a sri lankan bus you're always trying to shop these to stupid animal things on us that's stupid. Look, he blocks the road. Okay. He's like, and now he comes up to the driver. Oh, oh no, look! He's robbing the bus, Pat! <laughs> He's. Ro- they're like, how do we get this elephant out of here? Okay, the We've got
1: bananas! <laughs> stuck his trunk in there. And they're trying to give him the bananas so he'll go away. <laughs> that poor bus driver, man. He's just like... I know.
7: How? Because he I- could be crushed. Yes. He could be crushed by his... M- trunk. He's like, here's a bag of trash, 4.4 pounds worth. Oh, no, take the bananas. Now go! Go! He's got bananas! He's occupied! The elephant's like, no!
1: <laughs> that was good stuff, Pat. Admit it. That was, uh, that was great. Pat, it was funny. That was
7: great. Your standards are too high, man. It was that an was elephant great. robbing, robbing a, bus a bus.
1: Yeah, he got some bananas out Sri of it. In Sri Lanka. So, hmm. okay.
7: The, the only thing funnier would have been if they had a big bag of peanuts. Could have handed him those. To see if
1: elephants really do, in fact, yeah. like peanuts.
7: Is that too stereotypical? Am I kind of uh, Or what would have been even crying?
1: cooler is if there was a mouse on board and they could have seen if they'd scared it away with it with the mouse because they're scared of mice. So I know an that elephant good.
7: will never be invading my house. Right. That's where
1: right? mice and since rats. That's and Mouse Central. All sorts You're of good all set. stuff live. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more pack gray unleashed is inevitable.
0: unleashed on the blaze radio network
1: hey it's Pat gray and if you like what you hear on this program you should check out the glenn beck program the podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcasts
0: Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple
1: eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three, and a Pat unleashed on Twitter from DMX DM. Just think if the San Francisco homeless could use those twenty-five bathrooms, there'd be exact exactly zero less piles of street turds. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, probably true. Uh-huh. Uh, from Tom, twenty-four hour restrooms for the homeless are at Starbucks. it's hey, exactly that's right. Great. Uh then, you know, somebody mentioning the Nicolas Cage uh home that we stayed in during the Super Bowl mm-hmm. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. $15 million home with poop all over the streets. So Nick Cage decorates his street with his movies.
7: <laughs> see oh, what he did there? I see what he did there.
1: <laughs> so Nick Cage decorates his street with his movies?
7: Hell. <laughs> see, it's a, yes. it's a poop reference.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. Like they're crappy movies. <laughs> so uh Indifferent ideologue referring to the uh, needle shoot up facility. Facility. Tom Brokaw, NBC, not OI News. So we're facilitating criminal facilita- facilita- facilitating.
7: Can someone update the uh, the teleprompter for Mr. Brokaw, please? Let's uh, see. Brokaw must, can't get through this. Must sentence. be a new guy. You know, they have to train every new guy that, that types in the scripts and stuff, and they have to go look yeah. through little landmines for Tom. Tele- uh huh.
1: So we're facilitating criminal activities now. When are we going to start opening the new supervised murder facilities? Oh, wait. We have those already. They're just cleverly named Planned Parenthood.
7: Oh. Yep. Planned Parents. Well done in different like Ideologue.
1: Yeah, very good. <laughs> 888-933-93. Uh, let's see. Facebook is at it again. They have deemed a gospel song... Uh, political Uh, one more arbitrary act of anti-christian censorship and bigotry to the list of facebook blocks the gospel music group zion's joy posted its new song what would heaven look like it's a spiritual christian praise song to facebook and they boosted it with a hundred dollar purchase only to see the song censored for political content In a statement, Facebook spokeswoman said that its political ad policy is, quote, new, broad, and exists to prevent election interference. So we're asking people with content that falls under those rules to simply get authorized and show who paid for the ad in order for it to run. Separately, we made an error by deleting the original post. As soon as we identified what happened, we restored the post since it does not violate our community standards and have apologized to Zion's Joy. Okay, but it's somewhat alarming um, that they're doing this now. The First Amendment protects free speech, free freedom of religion, freedom of press. You know, uh, it's supposed to protect political speech, but I guess not on Facebook. With the almost monopoly control they have as the predominant social media site in the world, Facebook is making some pretty ridiculous calls. The New York Times recently pointed out that posts on subjects as innocuous as a cake recipe have been treated as political. More recently, Facebook notified a publisher in Texas that it had violated the social network standards on hate speech by posting an excerpt from the Declaration of Independence. Remember that? Yep. it was because of the uh i think it was the line about native americans
7: savages or mm-hmm. something yeah
1: under facebook uh facebook's new rules all election re- related and issue ads including posts that are prom- prompted promoted through uh paid boosts must contain a disclosure about who paid for them and the ads will be collected into a searchable archive um Here's a little taste of the gospel song that they initially deemed. I, I don't even know how in the world did you deem this political at all? Listen to the hate. Wow. What would heaven be like? Oh, heaven no boundary, for you and me. Praising God. Yeah. Together in one accord. Together, in one accord. Lord, open your heart and one wow. We'll it just. What are they, skinheads? What, what are they, KKK members?
7: I mean, I'm surprised you <laughs> actually were bold enough to air that song. Right? That was...
1: Uh... I mean, how many times do we have to bleep that? Uh, how many times do we have to censor the words being sung there? It's outrageous. And if you see the video, it's black, white, Asian, all together, you know, arm in arm, and just worshiping, praising I, I don't even understand how that was considered political in any way, shape, or form.
7: And I, th- I think you and I are the same mindset on this. That, hey, look, Facebook's a private business. If you want to keep doing stupid yes. stuff and making terrible decisions about yep. how to run your site, they keep, can. keep it up. They can. Uh, free market, hopefully, at some point might jump in. Maybe not. Oh, well. You would hope
1: so. I mean, Facebook has, what, 2 billion members now? It's got to be probably even more than that. Because I know when they did the movie, it, when the movie was uh, made, I think there were 500 million. By the time the movie came out and ran for a while, there was like a billion. And now there's 1.8 billion, Mm-mm. 2 billion.
7: We're up to 2.19 billion monthly
1: active users. Wow. Active. Do they con- Do they consider me active? I wonder. I wonder if they consider... Pat Gray, uh, and uh, Pat Gray unleashed active Facebook. I think they
7: consider that account very (laughs) active. Yes,
1: yes, of course it is because I am. I'm so active on that. It's it's amazing how active active. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's the one word you can say for me in Facebook is active. Right, and on Twitter too. Nothing else you could describe it
7: as. Where you've been very Very active active. lately.
1: Very, very active. Mm
7: -hmm. Been mocking me a little bit more now that you have your login reset. So uh, that's helpful to see that you're now Mm -hmm. much Mm -hmm. more of a participant. So good to have you in the Twitter sphere now.
1: And great to be there. Believe Mm -hmm. me, it really is. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, President Trump. This was late last week, and um, I, I just I still have not seen this poll. That he referenced. Maybe you have, uh, Keith. He told The Sun when he was in Britain uh, that, according to a recent poll, he's the most popular Republican in American history. <laughs> he actually said, <clears throat> You know, a poll just came out that I'm the most popular person in the history of the Republican Party, beating Lincoln. I beat our honest Abe, he said not, of course, specifying which poll he was referring to or when it came out or how we could find it. He also added that if England had honest polling, he'd be popular there too. But the people of the UK, and I'll, I'll bet if you had an honest poll, I'd be very strong. They want the same thing I want. I love the UK. Uh, he made a similar claim in a recent tweet writing, thank you to all of my great supporters, really big progress being made. Other countries want to fix crazy trade deals. Economy is roaring. Supreme Court getting great reviews. New poll says Trump, at over 90%, is the most popular Republican in the history of the party. Wow! Exclamation <laughs> point.
7: Honestly, and, and I'm not trying to be facetious here, I'm surprised he was that specific that he actually said he was beating Lincoln. I beat our honest Abe. Like yeah. that's a quote. Yes, like, it is. I, you, 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 could see him just saying that mm-hmm. all bluster and everything, and then the media saying, "Oh, really? More than Lincoln?" And then people defending him, saying he probably just meant in modern times. No, no, he was very specific that yeah, he, was he was more popular than Lincoln. And I
1: have yet to see the poll that he yeah. that he's referring to. I'm I'm looking. Is this. there one? Uh, I'd like to know. Oof. I love this. Thank you to all my great supporters. Really big progress being made. Other countries wanting to fix crazy trade deals. Economy is roaring. Supreme Court pick getting great reviews. New poll says Trump at over 90% is the most popular Republican in history of the party. Wow. Um,
7: Apparently. I also
1: love it when people refer to themselves in third person. Oh,
7: do you know? Yeah, I
1: love that. That's great. (laughs) That's not egomaniacal at all. No. And it doesn't make you sound arrogant
7: at all. Check this out. Keith found you a poll over here. Okay. Uh, Keith says that um, apparently George W. Bush had a 98% approval rating among Republicans right after
1: 9-11. Wow.
7: 98! Wow. So that means Trump would have to be 99... He said in the 90s, so we've got yeah. to find the poll that has Trump at 90. I, I, yes. I
1: Well, although he might be talking about now because we know hmm. that if you poll... George W. Bush now, it's not gonna be ninety-eight percent. So could he be more popular than George Bush is now? Yeah, he could be. Yeah. He wouldn't be more popular at this time than Bush was at that time, though. But you could parse that. I just I don't think you could ever have a poll where Donald Trump beats Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> tell me that's not true. Please tell help me that please tell me that's not true. <laughs> I, that trying. can't be true. It can't be. Uh, if it is, uh, you know, the country's in even worse shape than <laughs> you even imagined. And I imagine it's in pretty bad
7: shape, frankly. <laughs> yeah, you'd imagine correctly, sir. <laughs> so. I mean, have I have I told you about San Francisco's City Streets lately? No, what's wrong with them? That's just they're a little messy. I'll tell you during the break. <laughs> All right. It's
1: messy. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. There's never been a better time to achieve your financial freedom through Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies than right now. If you'd like to know how you could potentially make your fortune with cryptos, then we've got something for you. It's free. It's investment training this Thursday night at eight o'clock Eastern. Go to beckcryptoshow dot com and register for Glenn's special free live online investment training broadcast event. This Thursday, it's July 19th. So during the event, Glenn will interview former hedge fund manager and number one cryptocurrency trading expert, Tika Tawari from Palm Beach Letter. Uh, Tika is going to share some new facts about Bitcoin and other cryptos that you'll never hear anywhere else. And he's going to reveal the big event unfolding behind the scenes that could push cryptos to new highs. Now, Glenn says he knows what that is, but he doesn't know the three names he's going to reveal. Hmm. I don't know what the thing is behind the scenes. I think it's some new technological advance um, that they're going to use for these cryptocurrencies and maybe make them safer or whatever. Uh, but aren't they already pretty safe with the yeah. blockchain I mean, technology they of got going on? Steps
7: involved to prove who you are. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, this I don't understand it all, and that's why I'm going to be there, glued to the internet. To watch this special uh, Thursday night. So is Keith. Glenn will be hosting it. And you can find out the name of the three cryptocurrencies Tika Tuari recommends you get into right now. It's not too late. It's not even too late for Bitcoin. He thinks Bitcoin might go to 60000 this year. Now, obviously, you can't guarantee that. And you don't want to put your life savings into believing that. Um, but he'll give you advice. And then you take it or don't. You got to register. It is free, but you do have to register. BeckCryptoShow.com. BeckCryptoShow.com.
0: Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, welcome. Eight nine hundred thirty three
1: ninety three. Pat Gray Unleashed. Um, also, Alexandria ocasio Cortez has, you know, she's everywhere. She's. They say that she's. Tri- that a thousand people have tried to book her on interviews. So people all over the country want nothing more than to hear from Alexandria Cortez on virtually everything that she has on her mind. How are you going to, how are you going to pay for these programs? Uh, Actually, nobody's asking her that. Uh, What, what is the difference between a democratic socialist and a socialist? Um, How exciting is it that you're 28 years old and you're headed to Congress uh, she also sat down and discussed with I, I don't some anchor person, uh, some of her thoughts on foreign policy. It's kind of interesting because um, you know, we've heard a lot of her domestic policy. She wants free this and free that for everybody. And in a country that's the wealthiest in the world, there should be nobody who, are, who is poor. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, how are you going to make that happen? But that's not what the topic of conversation was here. The topic of conversation was uh, Israel and the situation there. And here's what transpired.
10: I am, Of course, the, the dynamic there in terms of geopolitics of and the course, war in the East is very different than people expressing their First Amendment right sure, to protest. Sure. Well, yes. But mm-hmm. I also think that what people are starting to see, at least in, in the mm-hmm. occupation uh, of, oh, of what? Palestine, is...
1: Wait. In the wait, people are starting to see in the occupation of Palestine. Not the most radical of Democrat socialists would say those words huh. in this country, in the state of New York, uh, and that shows the radical nature of her belief structure. In my in my humble opinion, you're calling Israel. <clears throat> the occupier of palestine stop it that's unbelievable
10: um just an, an increasing crisis of humanitarian condition
1: and that okay and the increasing crisis of the humanitarian condition because the israelis are uh, so brutalizing the poor palestinians i mean it's unconscionable what they're doing to him right
10: that to me is just where Mm -hmm. i tend to come from Mm -hmm. on this issue you use the term the occupation of palestine
1: okay so this is the interviewer now They sound very similar so i think we have to differentiate (laughs) this is the interviewer now saying
10: you use the term
1: occupation of palestine Mm. what did you mean by that (laughs) (laughs) now listen to the listen to the uh Backstepping. Whoa, 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 no, 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 wait. Oh, um Oh, um uh oh I, Oh did I say occupation? I uh...
10: I think it, what I meant is oh, like uh-huh. the the settlements that are increasing in, in some of these areas and places where um in where Israel you mean where such Palestinians as Palestinians are experiencing uh uh-huh. difficulty yeah. in access to Yeah. In, uh, their housing and homes. Such as uh-huh. do you think you can expand on that? Yeah, I mean I think <laughs> I'd also just I I am not Listen, the expert please. on geopolitics. No I'm kidding.
1: kidding. No kidding. Yeah, look, okay, <laughs> I'm going to admit it now. I don't know what I'm talking about.
7: But put me in Congress.
10: I
1: don't know what the hell I'm talking about here. I'm just talking about my butt right now. <laughs> I mean, is my <laughs> butt moving? Because that's. it seems like the, my voice is coming out of that right now. <laughs> I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
7: oh.
1: That's amazing. This is what you're going to get yep. with a 28-year-old millennial in the office. Is that what you want, in New York? Okay. Good luck on that. She's Good luck. Win. She'll win. All the, all the people who are Jewish in New York in her district, is this what you want? Really? Even if you want, even if you believe wholeheartedly in free college, free trade school, uh, guaranteed jobs, free health care, Free everything. Um, Do you also believe that Israel is an occupier and that they're committing uh, horrible human rights atrocities against the poor Palestinian people? Holy cow. I don't. She doesn't know anything about it. She knows nothing about it. And then she's, you know, to her credit, she actually finally admits it. Thank you for at least admitting it at the end. Maybe you should have started there. Maybe you should have started when you're talking, well, your, your policy on Israel. Yeah, you know what? I'm not really up to speed on that yet. I'm working with my advisors right now to, to form a really good policy on Israel. I'm not up to speed on that right now. I would have respected that a little more than her trying to fake her way through occupation. But congratulations. I mean, this is what you're going to get in New York. This is the representative you're about to have an anti-Israel socialist in office. And I guess we're all supposed to be okay with it. But I'm frankly not. I am frankly not okay with it. <sighs> Which I guess is a good thing I don't live in New York. Mm. I mean, it's agonizing. Oh. Agonizing.
7: She will win.
1: She's Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, she will probably. There's no chance she's not going to win.
7: I just, There's no chance. I, I'm telling you, it just feels like Barack Obama 2004 with this chick.
1: It does. It's just, I don't, Yeah, it does. It's just where she could spend a couple of years in Congress mm-hmm. and then quickly run for president. Except she's got to wait seven years unless we change the Constitution. So at least we have seven years. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, she's
7: going to have a voting record by then. Um, in
1: 24. In 2024, she'll be almost old enough to run for, and that'd be about the time when they'd want to run her, too. When she's 34, 35 years old, they'll just say, okay, she's close enough. Let's run her.
6: <sighs>
1: I mean, and you've then you've got this woman who's now got six, seven years in office as a uh, congressperson. And then uh, you've got this exciting young person running for office. Oh, they'll trumpet that like, you can't believe that would be the greatest thing that ever happened to the Democrat Party. And even though a congressman hasn't won the White House since, uh I don't know. Jeffy, since when.
7: you were alive when Jeffy? Was this? Yeah, when was? I that? don't recall.
4: You don't recall? I don't it's recall. been that long, hasn't yeah, it? It uh, has, been, it has yes. been that long. But even whatever age she is, as long as she's old enough by the time the inauguration rolls around right they'll yes. they'll be okay with it. oh yeah i think so too they'll just fight the whatever yeah. battle you want to fight they'll fight it for
7: yeah this is done
4: me. i did appreciate the interviewer though at least realizing that she had her in a corner yeah i love that. and she was just like and she pushed you it care to on that? yeah like she that. pushed it <laughs> good for her and i know instead because most of the time you just they just let them go and then they move on to and oh those are beautiful shoes <laughs> right Oh. She didn't let her off the hook, though. Do, Are those shoes handmade by other socialists?
7: <laughs> <laughs> so only Gerald Ford uh-huh. came from the House to the presidency, <clears throat> and he was wedged in there by Nixon.
1: <clears throat> only Gerald Ford. And it, Gerald Ford wasn't <clears throat> even elected to the office. Right. Hold on a second.
7: Hold on. <clears throat> 19 members have served as president. Okay, we're never elected to the...
1: Okay, so... So it went directly from the House. Yeah, so we got... Okay, so we got presidency. John
7: Tyler, Millard Fillmore, Andrew Johnson, and Gerald Ford, but they weren't... Fillmore was a They bastard. weren't elected president. None of them? Let's see, let's see. Never elected the president, having succeeded a president who died or resigned. How weird is that?
1: That is really strange. So a congressman has never been elected directly like from the hold, house hold on, hold on a
7: second since 1789 19 members of the house have served as president of the united states i'm sorry guys four of those were, ne- were not elected i know terrible facts they're on they're the fly right so there's 15 yeah okay so john quincy adams john tyler polk film right, okay, okay right. sorry about that but the last one that was the original question okay, it's I has been
1: time
4: stuck
7: right? with that I stuck with that one there right
1: yes
4: that's uh that is still though it's very rare it's rare. It's very rare. And it's been a long and, time. Yes. And, Johnston, and by the way, you Johnson. think that you have until 2024, um, which is the perfect time to actually run her. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you know they start uh, touting her in the two years of her first two years in Congress. We need to get a new bill passed. Oh, that'll uh, be right out of the gate in
7: 2019.
4: You know what? People, mm-hmm. 35 is too old. 35 is too old. They could right? easily, yeah, they could try
1: to do that. Um, it looks like to me, though, That by October of 2024, she'll be 35. See, perfect. I was
7: just about to say that. She'll be 35
1: in October. That's perfect. It sure is. Because she would be, when when she's (laughs) elected, she would be 35. Oh, boy. 2024, man. You know that's the plan for her. You know it is. Give her a little bit of experience and then stick her right in the national
4: spotlight. And and she's got a great comeback now because when she gets pressed on uh, Israel, she'll just well, I've been briefed a little bit more, and I know a little bit more about it. And I uh-huh. hate Israel and the Palestinians. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and the Palestinians are being bombarded by those bastard Jewish people. Her <laughs> campaign
7: website is uh, Ocasio2018.com. Uh, I Google. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I typed in uh, Ocasio2024.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, this site is blocked due to a security threat. You remember that, America? It's wow. blocked. Wow. <laughs>
1: 888 thirty three ninety three. Chewing the fat with Jeffy coming up.
0: Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
4: Time to chew the fat with Jeffy. Well, first, uh, let me say uh, congratulations to France, World Cup uh, victorious over Croatia, too. It was a fun game to watch. Uh, I, I'm sure you caught uh, at least the last. None of it. I half caught of the, the last. Second half. None of it. But mm-hmm. uh, I
1: believe I
7: was washing my hair. You know. What? I said I was washing my hair. That only takes
1: not very long. 90 <laughs> to,
7: plus minutes for me.
1: I had to clean the lint screen in my dryer. Really? Mm-hmm.
7: It takes that long? Yeah, it takes a while. Was well, it pretty bad? A lot of lint. Yeah, that's I
1: mean, a fire hazard. If you don't do it yeah. often. You gotta, right. Got to keep up on
4: that. Right. If you don't.
1: If you don't, I don't know what happens. Take, well, something no. Very, very if bad bad, could
4: happen. Fire yes. could happen. Yes. Dangerous for the house and the family. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, however long it takes, that's how long it takes. Exactly right. And it yeah. took 94 minutes <laughs>
1: yesterday. So, it was actually a fun game to watch. Of course, it was. <laughs> We all know this t- soccer sucks, and there's no, no such no thing as a not. great soccer game.
4: I, I disagree wholeheartedly. I'm a little nervous, though, because uh, I'm afraid that uh, tomorrow when I get home, I won't be able to get in the door because uh, today at 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, 2 p.m. Central, our time uh, is a Prime Day starts. Uh, Amazon Prime Day starts, and I'm afraid that my wife is going to uh, bombard my house with uh, Prime boxes in front, of the, in front of the front door. So have your wa- don't let your wives know that it is Prime Day. Mm. starting today because there's going to be all kinds of deals. And uh, mm. a little nervous. Yeah. Enough of those boxes show up in front of my house oh my as gosh, it is. It's unbelievable.
1: I mean, <laughs> no wonder all the department stores are going out of business. I know. Nobody <laughs> goes to them anymore. I know. Nobody goes to the mall
4: anymore. I, I will. Uh, we bought, And, I, the, you know, mm. some, of the last, some of the last things I bought, I bought from Belks, I think, but I did it on their website. Mm-hmm. And then it came, and I wasn't real happy with it, so I took it back to the store mm-hmm. instead of sending it back online because they, they will do that. Oh. But I, but I mean, that's. I mean, it's nice to have the brick and mortar store when you want to return it.
6: Yeah, <laughs> I suppose.
4: But it did, it wouldn't have you know it wouldn't have made it any less. You know, put it back in the box. And yeah. Call, it, mm-hmm. drop it off again. But it is no wonder they're closing. It's yeah. pretty. I mean, it's it's becoming so.
1: They've I mean, decimated why?
4: the actual retail store. They've yeah.
1: decimated. Them. Yeah. The only thing that might help, I think, is this new ruling from With the, the Supreme Court, the tax. Yeah. Maybe that helps. I, know. I don't know.
4: I don't know. We, well, we'll see how much it really, really affects it, right? Yeah. I mean, if it starts hitting your pocketbook hard, it will. Yeah. I mean, maybe, hopefully some of the brick and mortars, if you're a brick and mortar store, you use that to your advantage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at least do a little advertising for it to support. Hey, come to my store. Right. Hey, I'm over here. Yeah. You know, get the uh, the guy dressed up as the Statue of Liberty out front.
1: <laughs> that always drives or the me a store. Oh, man, I pull right in. Hey, did you see that? I there's a guy in a Statue right in. of Liberty costume.
4: <laughs> I pull I'm right going. in. You can't. You I mean, can't. I, oh, my kids are going to like whiplash me? for mm-hmm. me just turning so fast with, mm-hmm. hey, there's a
1: guy. <laughs> Or if they have that windsock, yes, I'm all over that. I love those. If there's a windsock blowing, yeah. I'm going. I was attacked it by one
7: recently. Yeah. Whether Were I was, you really? Yeah, yeah, I was down, hung down real low. Oh, of,
1: they'll
4: kill you dead if you're not. I, careful. It was. It had you an do an have attitude. to be careful. There's, yeah, there's usually a, a a space, you know, some sort of fencing around the mm-hmm. outside. No. Wow. Yeah, yeah you it need was. To be a, careful.
7: It was traumatic. And I will never shop in a cell phone store again, <laughs> thankfully, because I don't like them there.
4: I mean, even though it's Prime Day and, uh, you know, companies were talking about brick-and-mortar closing, they just reported that the U.S. retail sales uh, rose in June, household boosted, automobiles, other goods, all selling all selling strong, hmm. rising up strong. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how the tariffs affect that in the next few months. Yeah. Because uh, I know that they were talking about uh, without automobiles. And uh, some of the automobiles and st- without automobiles, gasoline, and building materials. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is almost everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excluding automobiles, gasoline, building materials, and food services. Okay. What's left? Retail sales were unchanged last month. So it really didn't. Without, without automobiles, gasoline, building materials, and food. With all, with, without almost everything else everything stayed flat. So wow. it's not really growing. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean so those tariffs on all those other that all they want you to exclude is everything that the tariffs are on. Yeah. So good luck. We told you last week uh, about uh, the manager in the Academy of, Academy Sports Store uh, in Tallahassee, Florida that uh, was fired because mm-hmm. a guy came in, stole a handgun, stole some uh, so- stole some ammunition, stole a backpack and took off running out of the store and the manager tackled him. And held him for the police, took him to the office in Academy Sports, fired him for touching a, uh, you know, he wasn't supposed to tackle the guy. Wasn't supposed to tackle him, wasn't supposed to harm him, wasn't supposed to keep him. Uh, Come on. I know, but uh, Academy Sports uh, has uh, rethought that. Have they? Uh, And they offered his job back, which he took. Oh, that's Uh, nice. Yes. Uh, yes. So
1: common sense prevails. Yes,
4: following all the media reports,
1: uh, Academy wow. Sports
4: uh, offered Mr. Crouch his old job
1: back. Oh, isn't that interesting? So they're getting a little <laughs> negative
4: feedback. Hey, you ain't lying, uh, mm. big time. People were like, "Are you kidding me?" I know that's ridiculous. The guy was stealing a weapon and a backpack and ammunition to go out and harm other people, and your manager stopped him, and then you're going to fire him? Crazy. Uh, no. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, it's absolutely crazy. Um, good news if you uh, if you're planning on using uh, WeWork, and uh, WeWork employees uh, are important to all well, life as we know it. What is WeWork? I don't uh, know what that is. They uh, they uh, have shared workspaces. Uh, they have uh, they self they have uh, locations worldwide. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's WeWork.com. They offer co-working spaces. Uh, so in, in rather cities. than me
1: renting an office space, right? You share it with somebody. Yeah, or... and you go to WeWork
4: and they have. They okay. have offices, space, that uh-huh. you can rent from them. Right. Uh, they are big. Uh, they care about the environment. Oh, good. They care about the environment. Because who doesn't? I mean, I, I, Thank I know you. I do. Perhaps. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they have 6,000 employees worldwide, yeah. uh, and they have now uh, implemented a no-meat policy. A no-meat? Uh, that's correct. Uh, employees, if you want a burger while on business, uh, the money is coming out of your own pockets. Uh, we're not going to pay for it. We're going to ban employees from expensing meals that contain red meat, pork, or poultry. Uh, The company won't provide meat for events at its 400 locations either, part of an effort to reduce its environmental footprint. (laughs) New research, Pat, and I don't know if you've, maybe you haven't seen this research, uh, indicates that avoiding meat is one of the biggest things an individual can do to reduce their personal environmental impact. I don't know if you you saw that. Uh, Even more than switching to a hybrid car? Mm Mm-hmm. WeWork co-founder uh, Miguel McKelvey um, sent an email out to staffers. And, no meat policy will take effect. Uh, all the self-serve food kiosks at the WeWork locations, uh, no meat at all. Now, employees wanting medical or religious exceptions can hash that out with the company policy team. What I find interesting is that this is what they plan on saving with this. And these numbers are...
6: Uh,
4: the company estimates... It's the company estimates. It's no meat policy will save 15,507,103 animals by
1: 2023. (laughs) How much meat do they freaking eat at this company?
4: Along with 16.6 billion gallons of water. What? And 445.1 million pounds of carbon dioxide. Okay, they're just throwing numbers <laughs> on a piece of paper. Hey, put some big numbers down there, and
1: let's say that's what we're saving. No, because Shut uh, up.
4: other locations. But are, are you? Ta- you have to take into account all their locations. Right. Okay. Oh, that's so maybe. True. So it's I probably. Don't know what here probably more
1: like 150 million pounds of meat. <laughs> Pathetic. That's
4: so
1: stupid. And that's
4: that's assuming now that they're just, they're saying that no one from their company eats any meat ever again. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I mean what they're doing is saving if the using their numbers is saving that but they're not really saving that. I mean <laughs> I just uh, it's good that we work cares about the environment. Right, it is. It's it good, good that we work cares about the environment, I think. Uh good news from uh Miss Miss Universe uh contestant Angela Ponce, the transgender from Spain. Okay. this is uh, this this first beautiful woman. first transgender beautiful, beautiful woman. to uh, well, be in the Miss Universe pageant. Right. Sure. 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 Well, you know what's mm. what's important from <clears throat> her mm-hmm. is is that she's also on a mission, Pat. To change traditional concepts of gender and beauty. Well, okay. I mean, gender is an uh, artificial construct. I don't know if you're aware of that. Having a vagina huh. doesn't what? make a woman. Um, okay. It actually kind of does. Yeah, I'm I, I mean, hold on. No say no. it does. Uh, now, look, she mm-hmm. decided to go under hormonal treatment and eventually vaginal plastic surgery <laughs> to ro- remove what was, and I mean, I feel this every day, a burden and a trauma a burden. Yes, yeah, she, she had her and a trauma. She had she had it removed. The the, the burden man trauma. Part, yes. The man part was removed. Yes, her message to teenagers though, mm-hmm. whom I mean that was her her choice. Sure. Uh, her message to teenagers whom she now meets is always that vaginal surgery is a personal choice and that is not essential to being a woman. Well, actually it is. Um mm-hmm. There are women, there are women with a penis? No, there are. And no. men with a vagina pet no, that is not Because true. the only key no, part of being a woman is is to be is and, be feel, and feel, like feel like a woman. No, that's, that's completely women own their bodies and many of them have had plastic surgeries. So how is reshaping your nose or cheekbones to make you feel better any different than getting a vagina or breast enlargements? Now
1: because your nose isn't your uh, genital part. and uh, so. But if you go through the surgery, mm-hmm. and you
4: went through all that. Nah, you're a woman. No. Well, yeah. I mean, she is. Well, yes. If you, yeah. She if, went through. I if mean, you,
1: I'm going to give you that. Yes. If you uh, actually made too. the change. That's what I'm saying. I'll give you that. Yes.
4: Okay. But she clearly uh, believes that that's not really true. Clearly she believes that. That's true. Because, uh, look, having a vagina mm-hmm. doesn't make you a woman. That's a quote. I'm going to say that's not true again. I'm going to say that's not but true. But she's running for Miss Universe. Mm-hmm. I know. And she cares about people. Of course she does. It's so, this whole article so is pathetic. so pathetic. The whole thing is all just, it's how you feel. Yeah. How you feel. And you know who it how was that feel. enabled her to run
1: as a transgendered woman?
4: Uh, Donald Trump. Oh, oh, sure. No. The, the hateful. That can't, that can't be true.
1: Hateful. Uh, homophobic, transphobic president of the United States. That cannot be true. The most trans-friendly, gay-friendly president to ever be elected. Ever? Ever walked the face of the earth? By far. It's just not even close. Every other person ever elected to the office was elected uh, opposing same-sex marriage.
4: I know. Period. I know. So he's the only one and uh it's it's strange i mean they've they those people mm-hmm. uh have hated him since before he was in if, day one ever. they were out yelling and ever. screaming about how awful he is they all had their little knitted pink hats on day one yep. it yep. was amazing yep and he's all on their side i know i, I never understand it i never I never have. hey let me tell you about uh wax rx when your ears aren't clean they get really uncomfortable, you know that. They itch, they're painful, they get all plugged up, they make it harder to hear. You can use all kinds of stuff. You can use sticks, twigs, cotton swabs, door remedies, anything you want. But uh, you don't want to do that because that stuff can be dangerous. You can get a real solution for stubborn earwax the Wax RX earwash system. Doctor developed works safely when all other products fail. Wax RX comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home. For less, you heard me, yeah. less than the cost of a doctor's visit. Go to usewaxrx.com, order your reusable ear wash system today, and use offer code RADIO mm-hmm. to have it shipped for free right to your door. Doctor developed WaxRx system uses special wax softening drops to break down earwax inside the ear. Specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure. To flush that wax away. And finally, the pH conditioned formula rinses and soothes your ears, making for the ultimate, most complete earwax removal system available. I know you don't want to talk about it, but look, it's a problem. This is the way to solve it. Use WaxRx.com. U-S-E, WaxRx.com. Don't forget to use that offer code RADIO so they deliver it free Free, right to your front door. Use WaxRx.com. Uh, now, we,
1: we met uh, somebody pretty spectacular last week. Um, his name is Aaron Hale. He's a former uh, Navy chef turned Army Explosive Ordnance Disposable, Disposal Team <laughs> member. I mean, in 2011, he decided, you know what? This is too cushy for me. I'm, I'm a chef for the Admiral. And, uh, and
4: nobody wants that.
1: And uh, nobody. Who wants that? Who wants a nice job like that where you're sailing all over the world? You're seeing really cool exotic locations in Europe and Asia and elsewhere. Dumb. He didn't want to do it anymore. He wanted to I do know. something. Amazing. That was really a lot more significant to him. And so he talked to some EOD personnel and they would convinced him EOD is the way to go. And so he started disposing of improvised explosive devices. Well, as he was in the process of disarming one, one that was right next to him blew up in his face. And he lost his eyesight completely. He's 100% blind. He lost most of his hearing. He overcame countless obstacles and uh, finally returned to his love of cooking as kind of therapy because, you know, he couldn't see, he couldn't hear. So he started to cook. And with the help of his love, Michaela, who is now his wife, they created extraordinary delights (E.O.D. Fudge, for short). Now we—did you get a chance to eat some of this? I
4: hollered at them out here in this hallway to remove it from this building because you, I couldn't it, stop eating.
1: It is <laughs> delicious. Is delicious. It man. is so good, and you can choose from a ton of different uh, incredible chocolates, like. Mint Alps, Strawberry White, and the Decadent Triple Threat Fudge. It's so good. So good. They have a variety of caramel apples, brownies, and all kinds of confections that will make your incredible gifts seem, uh, well, all these other things. Like (laughs) if you you give flowers, that'll seem mundane. You don't want to do that anymore. When you use the offer code (laughs) Blaze at checkout, the only thing sweeter than your gift will be the special discount you receive. Offer code Blaze to get 10% off your order. So the next time you're thinking about what to give, if you're a business looking for gifts to give a client or just want to send someone special, something special, go beyond the old flowers and overpriced berries and all of that kind of stuff. Go to EODFudge.com. See how special gift giving can be. It's EODFudge.com.
0: Offer code Blaze. Pet Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
4: Finish it up, to the fat with uh, Jeffy. Uh, talk a little bit about it. It happens every time it uh, rolls around. We do this story about this prison inmate in uh, Minnesota that uh, is in jail for life. Uh, look, he was convicted of killing his half-sister, fatally shooting his lawyer. <laughs> That's all. Uh, he's in jail for life. And he uh, runs for uh, U.S. congressional and Senate seats almost every time they come up and around. Uh, he's okay. seventy-five now. Uh, he's running for the U.S. Senate seat in Minnesota. Uh, he might be better than uh, than Homeboy was, though. Al Franken, <laughs> just a tad. Who wouldn't uh, look, he can't run for state offices, but the feds have said, "Yeah, he can run." They they, they let him run. That's not the first. You know, he's run before. He's gotten a few votes. He's he ran in uh, in ninety-two, uh, ran for a congressional seat, got uh, fourteen thousand five hundred votes. He ran again in 94, winning uh, just over 4,000 votes. But uh, so he doesn't even. But what if he wins? I mean, how do you legislate from prison when you can't leave the prison? Hmm. Do you have an internet connection? I, <laughs> I guess so. And if we start doing that, I want that done with mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. Now, Jim Trafficking.
7: Yeah, the Ohio congressman, he was in prison for a while while he was still seated, I believe. Uh, remember, they, they finally. Uh, Kicked him out. Uh, it's about fifteen years ago. Jim Traffick. Was he still
4: legislating though? That's
7: what I got to find out. I don't, I
4: don't know that he was still legislating, but if, you know, mm-hmm. if they're going to do it online, I'm all for that. Let's do it all. I'll, everybody do that. Uh, how many times have you gone back? You know, I, I know you go back to the mean streets from time to time, and mm-hmm. I don't know if your family has any uh, any plot there to be buried in. Uh, you know, the family plot in the main streets, but yeah. uh, you know, we've got a family plot, but uh, in Berlin. In Burschgarden, uh, they are in such high demand in this Bavarian Alps town that they are now holding a lottery for the vacant spaces in the cemetery. This will be coming to the United States Uh-oh. very soon. Count on it. Two hundred new plots—they're being created from unused spaces—and the town said, "Look, we've turned people down before. We don't. People get, come to us and they want this to be their final resting place. It's a 17th-century graveyard." And we don't have the spaces, so now we're just going to have a lottery. And the plot, that's how you get your plot. They'll be doing that here very soon, man. Probably. It'll be drop, it'll be, you can get your own graveyard plot just for the opportunity of $8,000. <laughs> and, you know, that's still a good deal. And I know Keith has been... uh Wanting uh, to get to this story because he sent it to me, and then he brought it up as I walked in today. Oh, yeah! About the uh, Bruce Willis uh, oh. roast, the Bruce Willis roast that was nice. uh, on Comedy Central. It's going to broad- be broadcast later this month on uh, Comedy Central, but it was recorded uh, last night, I think, or the night before. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Rodman was there. There's all kinds of reports of how bad he was. <laughs> Demi Moore showed up, and you know they all had their fun. I don't know why we're actually roasting Bruce Willis, but okay. Uh, Edward Norton was there. It was a 30th the 30th anniversary of Die Hard. Oh, okay. That, coming so, up. But still, I mean, Bruce is, is okay. he worth the roast? I'm, I don't know. I mean, I love Bruce Willis, but the roasts are kind of...
7: What did Bruce Willis tell now? us last night?
4: But he but once he got up and spoke, he said that uh, he wanted to uh, clear up the confusion that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Whatever. So he claimed it is not? He claimed it is not. Thank you, Bruce Willis.
7: thank
1: you. Now, I will say. He is dead right on that. I would
4: say that uh, that's just to confuse us because it really is. It is. Because you look even the guy that wrote this article, Sam Barsante. (laughs) No. Just as we know more about Star Wars than George Lucas, (laughs) we know more about Die Hard than Bruce Willis. Yes. Die Hard is
1: a Christmas. No, it is
7: not. (laughs) Okay. How does Bruce Willis, how does he hide that weapon behind his back without Christmas tape? (laughs) (laughs) If if there's no Christmas tape, then there's no weapon hidden.
4: And I don't know why I find this fascinating, but we've got audio from space and it's just plasma sounds from near Saturn. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, the NASA, the Cassini spacecraft that crashed into Saturn a year or so ago that was on its final mission. Uh, recorded these sounds and electrical circuit waves it's like a 16 minute video uh, audio that they've encapsulated to about 28.5 seconds and it's it's audio it's like oh my gosh this is audio from space and i don't know why i'm fascinated by it but here it is It's not real, is it?
1: What do you mean? It's not really? just yes. Coming from the planet?
4: Yeah, from between the uh, one of its moons and the planet, yeah. Okay, the
1: waves are converted into audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: But I mean, so is listening so, to your FM radio. So cat. it doesn't really sound like that
1: when you're flying through the
4: area. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah, don't spoil my special. Party though. Pooper. Now you just turn this thing off. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, seriously, why is it still on? Don't spoil I mean, now. You, you pissed me off. <laughs> Sorry. I, did, I didn't mean to.
1: burst your Saturn done. and noise bubble. No, I didn't done. mean to. You made him
7: we're mad. Done. Sorry. He may not come back. Sorry,
1: Jeffy. No, that was really cool. That was a really cool noise coming from Saturn.
4: Really cool. I don't want your pity, that <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
7: Hi, it's Pat, and
1: I want to tell you about another podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about the news stories that we think are important every day and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts.
0: Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 888 thirty three ninety three, And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, from Vicky. Keith, I have the, an entire Pinterest board filled with Trump de Lowell, mm-hmm. uh photos because they're incredible to contemplate. Mm. Many are beautiful and artistic while others are disorienting <laughs> brain benders.
7: So then we have All a right. picture. She sent us a picture of that as well. Let's um, see it. I don't know if they've got it ready in there, but basically it it's where the... Uh, yeah, they don't have it. The tennis court and the uh, ballroom. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm.
1: okay. Uh, from Brett, out of shape, unlike soccer, when you clean the lint screen in the dryer, you know how much time you have left, which I, I love, and that's, uh, that's a great point. Michael says, shopping with my five-year-old yesterday, she asked for Brussels sprouts. I said no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so great. Uh, the prolific... GD Chappell, it takes Keith 90 minutes to wash his, his hair. Uh-huh. Uh, none of it is on his head.
7: Well, 90 that's plus. That's I mean, I, there's some extra time, you know, that and only you, I know
1: about. Only you know how much extra time is there because <laughs> you're keeping track secretly.
7: I got to stop watching the shower.
1: And I just don't understand. Why can't you put the
7: time <laughs> up on the freaking board? That's just one of many reasons why soccer sucks.
1: It is. It's ludicrous. I don't understand why
7: could only one person know. He's just. I mean, the players no never way. know, right? The no, pro- the players don't know. Like they, they, I think they add up all the somebody adds up all the stop stoppage time and just kind of ballparks it, and that's why you get like three on the why screen you or four. Why have to ballpark it? But Put the it ref, up. yeah, the ref. He knows the exact seconds. Stupid. It is. It's mind numbing. It's mind numbing.
1: Put it up. On the scoreboard, let's see how much time is left. It's inconceivable.
7: I mean, you talk about it. It should be no shock as to why this sport is so rife with corruption. Mm -hmm. When in the biggest game Uh, ever, you you have one guy. One guy who knows Uh, how much time is left.
1: Sorry to keep interrupting you with that. And
7: it's not you; it's Anderson Cooper who it's Anderson Cooper. keeps
1: interrupting me. Keeps interrupting. He's so incredibly rude. <laughs> um, I didn't want this to play. Actually, I'm. You know what I hate is when you you rewind it and it just automatically plays rather than rewinding to pause. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you, when you do the little yeah. like like this and then, and it just goes. It's not dragging so, for you, okay? Is it All a right. touch screen? <clears throat> okay. Here we go now. Um, President Trump. And Vladimir Putin just had their conference together, their little uh, their press conference, uh, where they answered questions from the press and talked about their meeting. And uh, Trump said he had great confidence in the U.S. intel community. Putin uh, was very powerful in his denial of meddling. Uh, and afterwards, here's how Anderson Cooper from CNN summed up the, the
8: event uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> Uh, you have been watching perhaps one of the most disgraceful performances by an American president uh, at a summit in front of a Russian leader, uh, certainly that I've ever seen, uh, an extraordinary Wait, what? Uh, press conference. Um, I'm back with CNN Global huh. Affairs analyst Susan Glasser, CNN senior political analyst David Gergen, CNN chief international anchor Christian Aminoport, Christian, the president. Uh, given. I, I mean,
1: that's pretty extraordinary, too, is for Anderson Cooper, a journalist, to uh, pronounce it one of the most disgraceful performances he's ever seen from an American president.
7: This is probably in relation, what, to the... Um, to I don't the, know what he's referring to. I think this what might have to do, so do with bad. the uh, question about, uh, uh, like, do mm-hmm. you believe uh, U.S. intelligence, uh, or do you believe Trump over U.S. intelligence on, on the meddling in 2016 since since hell, we just indicted mm-hmm. 12 Russians? right. And so I think, I think that his trying to say, oh, look, you know, Putin told me there's no meddling, you know, I think that's kind of where Anderson's going here.
1: Okay, so the big deal was he, uh, Trump seems to think there was no meddling because Putin told him
7: there was yeah. no meddling. so that's what he was, yes. we got to get the clip.
1: Yeah, we'll have to get the clip because, you know, obviously we were on the air when they were doing the press conference. But um, uh, that's pretty extraordinary in and of itself, for Anderson Cooper to call it one of the Here's most a- disgraceful performances by a president.
7: So here, wow. Here, when I, when I was looking for the clip real quick, here are the three headlines that came up. Here's the guardian. The UK guardian says Trump treasonous after siding with Putin on election meddling. ABC news wow. says Trump cast doubt on us intelligence calls. Putin's meddling denial strong. <laughs> That's in quotes. Okay. And let's see Trump. Uh, this is New York times. Trump avoids rebuking Putin on election interference. Um,
1: Seems to be the tamest of the headlines
7: mm-hmm.
1: there. So, yeah, we'll get that. Mm, mm, mm. I, you know, he's not great at this. He's, he's not great off the cuff. And he's, he's uh, not great when he's pushed on something like this. With the guy standing right there next to him, uh, he's, I think he wants to get along with him. And uh, it means a lot to him when people are nice to him have we not seen that if somebody is is nice to trump he likes him a good example of that is kim jong-un when kim jong-un started acting respectfully uh trump was saying good things about him before that he was deriding him as rocket man and calling him crazy and all of those things but when the tone changed so did trump that's what he does and when the tone is good from putin the the tone back to him is gonna be good. If the tone is bad from Putin, it's gonna be bad coming back to him.
7: You know Putin was back there flattering him. Oh. You gotta believe. <laughs>
1: you you've gotta believe. Uh so <laughs> for Anderson Cooper to go out on that kind of limb and say it was one of the most disgraceful performances, though, mm-hmm. that's pretty amazing.
7: He stays pretty level headed. Yeah. Anderson does. Cooper. So
1: Yeah he's gotta find this. He's not, you know, the outrageous uh, CNN host that some are, or MSNBC host that you might expect. But apparently he shocked people at the Putin presser um, by questioning whether Russia meddled in the 2016 election. And so, you know, maybe it is that that, that uh, Cooper was talking about. I don't know. And who are you going to believe? Uh He said, just now, President Putin denied having anything to do with the election interference in 2016. Every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded that Russia did. Who do you believe? My second question is, would you now, with the whole world watching, tell President Putin, would you denounce what happened in 2016 and would you warn him to never do it again? Uh, Not only was Trump's answer completely opposite of confrontational, but he immediately went after the FBI and made his answer about the DNC server. He ranted a bit about the DNC server in front of Putin before saying, all I can do is ask the question. My people came to me. They said they think it's Russia. I have President Putin. He just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be but i really would, i really do want to see the server <laughs> he kept going on about the server and hillary's emails joking that in russia they wouldn't be gone so easily i have great confidence in my intelligence people <clears throat> but i will tell you that president putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today <laughs> oh jeez uh, okay yeah that's not that's not a great performance
7: uh, apparently uh I mean, it's not great Christian's telling me that treason summit is is what's trending on Twitter now wow <laughs> wow it's good stuff so 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 2018 uh, mm. continues its trajectory of awesome today
1: <laughs> yeah it does yes it does so um essentially I guess what happened then is President Trump took Vladimir's Putin Vladimir Putin's word over U.S. intelligence sided with them over the United States of America's intelligence agencies and said, no, nah, I, I don't believe they, they meddled." He, he was real strong in his denial. Well, <laughs> what's he going to do? Say yes? Yeah, we did. We, <laughs> we meddled. Um, sorry about that. We'll try not to do that anymore. Oh, Busted, you got me. Yeah, you got me. Doggone <laughs> it. <laughs> uh! I didn't think you'd catch us, but you did. So don't worry about it. We won't do that ever again. He's not going to do that. But again, that's, this is not Donald Trump's specialty. 888 thirty three ninety three. Also, the, uh, the guy who wrote Art of the Deal with him, Tony Schwartz, is out talking about uh, how dangerous he is again. This guy has been out for a while, maybe a year, year and a half, and he'll tell everybody who'll listen uh, how bad Donald Trump is. Here's what he had to say to Brian Stelter over the weekend.
9: What you're saying is more extreme than the way he's usually characterized on TV. You're saying he's having a meltdown.
1: Oh, right. He's never been characterized that way on TV before. (laughs) What? People, call, don't normally, people say he's having a meltdown all the time. I hear that in the conversations mm. about Trump. Yeah, you do. Why do you feel it's within
11: your realm to describe him that way?
2: Because I spent an enormous amount of time with him mm-hmm. uh, over a period of 18 months. Yeah. Because I am a... 25-year student of psychology because I've Mm. spent an enormous amount of time with psychiatrists over the last year who are trying to understand Trump, was one of the co-authors of the book, The Dangerous Mm. Case of Donald Trump, and because I believe the republic is at enormous risk that goes far beyond what most journalists are comfortable saying and Mm. what Uh, The general public, therefore, it doesn't really fully understand. The danger we face... That this is
11: more of an emergency than
2: we are willing to say. Absolutely. We are in a true emergency. And the rate, the accelerated rate at which his breakdown or decompensation is occurring is cause for us, and certainly cause for me, to come on TV more often, to tweet more often—it's not to try what to I, sound
5: the
9: alarm.
2: I am. I'm trying but to be Paul But you also Paul I remember Revere. last
9: fall, you said, "I think he's going to resign." I'd be surprised if Trump doesn't resign by the end of the year. That was 2017. Now we're in 2018. You're
2: absolutely right, and I completely missed it. I—I hmm. I think I got hmm. it wrong. I think I underestimated the the enormous attachment that he would that he would have to being in that office.
1: Wow. Uh, all right, so again, that's the co-author of Art of the Deal. So everybody keeps turning to this guy because he co-wrote that book with Trump and now apparently hates him. So you're going to hear a lot more from this guy, especially on CNN, MSNBC. 888 thirty three ninety three. Let me give you a scenario. You just got a threatening letter from some bank you don't recognize. They're foreclosing on your home because you made zero payments on your $100,000 equity loan. Uh, But the problem is, you never took out the loan. Some identity thief did. And now you're stuck with the payments. Welcome to your worst nightmare. It's a true story. It's called home title fraud. And the FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes. And here's why. Home titles and mortgages are now stored online where thieves, foreign and domestic, hunt for them. I mean, it's super easy. Once a thief controls your title and your mortgage, he controls your home. They can borrow money using your equity and leave you in debt or even sell your home right out from under you. No bank, identity theft program, or insurance protects you. So do what I did and sign up for Home Title Lock. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title and mortgage. The instant... It detects any tampering Uh, they're on, helping to shut it down. Find out if you're already a victim of title fraud. Get your $60 search free with a sign-up at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network.
1: Uh, in light of the Love Fest press conference with President Trump and Vladimir Putin, thought it might be kind of fun to play what the New York Times recently ran—a spoof of the of President Trump's love affair uh, with Vlad Putin. Um, here's a look at that.
8: I know
9: words. I have the best words.
8: Do you have a relationship with Vladimir Putin?
9: I do have a relationship with him, and I think uh, he's done a very brilliant and amazing job. He's put himself really as, you know, a lot of people would say he's put himself at the forefront of the world as a leader. <laughs>
7: Cute couple.
9: Yeah. Russia is like, oh, there we go. I mean, they're really hot <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Do
12: you like Vladimir Putin's comments <laughs> about
9: you? Sure. When people call you brilliant, <laughs> it's always good, especially when the person heads up Russia. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it also, he kills journalists that don't mm. agree with him. Well, I think uh, our country does plenty of killing also, <laughs> Joe. <so. laughs>
7: okay.
1: Okay. It's uh, that's wrong of the New York Times to do, uh, but it it's almost applicable on a day like today when he sided with Putin. Essentially, i i don't I don't know. He's just it, it's he <laughs> is, it's hard because he can he can be agonizing at times, and uh, this is one of those times where it's not really appropriate for the president to side with Vladimir Putin against U.S. intelligence. And that's just going to be a problem for him now. Um, this is, if you missed the uh, press conference, as we did because we're on the air, here's uh, some of what happened there. And Once again, President Trump uh, mentioned
7: the issue of the so-called interference of Russia in the American elections. And I had to reiterate... Things I said several times, including during our personal contacts, that the Russian state has never interfered and is not going to interfere into internal American affairs, including election
6: process.
9: During today's Mm -hmm. meeting, I addressed directly with President Putin the issue of Russian interference in our elections. Mm -hmm. I felt this was a message best delivered in person. Okay. Spent a great deal of time talking about it. And President Putin may very well want to address it and very strongly because he feels very strongly about it and he has an interesting idea to say it one time again and i say it all the time uh, there was no collusion i didn't know the president uh there was nobody to collude with there was no collusion with the campaign and every time you hear all of these you know 12 and 14 it's stuff that has nothing to do and frankly they admit these are not people involved in the campaign But to the average reader out there, they're saying, well, maybe that does, it doesn't. I think that the the probe is a disaster for our country. I think it's kept us apart. It's kept us separated. There was no collusion at all. Uh, Everybody knows it. Uh, People are being brought out to the fore. Uh, So far that I know, virtually none of it related to the campaign. And they're going to have to try really hard to find somebody that did relate to the campaign. That was a clean campaign, zero collusion, and it has had a negative impact upon the relationship of the two largest nuclear powers in the world. We have 90 percent of nuclear power between the two countries. Mm. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous what's going on with the probe.
7: All right. Well, I mean that's not. No, that's the. Now that's the. Uh, that's not the. Uh- that's not the terrible it's part. It's not the one where Putin was saying, no, nah, we'll, uh, we'll talk to those 12 guys for you. It'll, we'll, we'll work this out.
1: Yeah, and that's not where he's saying, uh, you know, yeah, the U.S. intelligence thinks he did. But, hey, he had a really strong denial. So <laughs> who are you going to believe? <laughs> uh, I don't know. The U.S. intelligence. Uh, for me personally, I, I think me and mine will probably believe the U.S. intelligence. It's interesting because um, Gary Kasparov, who is a Russian Grandmaster chess champion uh, and defector, I believe he lives in the United States now. uh, He is really disgusted with what President Trump is doing with Putin right now because he believes you can't trust Putin. Of course, the guy is going to lie. He's a cold-blooded KGB killer. And he's not going to be our friend. And you really can't, you know, treat him as such. He said, this is the darkest hour in the history of the American presidency. Kasparov's no stranger to Putin's regime and has even said, I told you so, when it comes to Russian interference in the U.S. election. So obviously he believes they did interfere. I've been saying many Many of the same things about Vladimir Putin for over 17 years. Putin is not a democratically elected leader. He's a dictator. The sad news is propaganda works. Fake news works. He has also spoken before on what it's like to fear being assassinated by Putin over his critical commentary. Um, Earlier Monday, former CIA director John Brennan said the joint press conference in Helsinki was an impeachable offense. Uh, Brennan reacted by accusing Trump of committing high crimes and misdemeanors. Same words found in Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution laying out the grounds for impeachment. Donald Trump's press conference performance in Helsinki rises to and exceeds the threshold of high crimes and misdemeanors i don't know about that it was nothing short of treasonous not only were trump's comments imbecilic he is wholly in the pocket of putin republican patriots where are you he tweeted which is ironic coming from that guy (laughs) are you kidding me these guys appeased russia the entire time they were in office they appeased russia they appeased Islamists. They appeased everybody who, uh, everybody who fights against the United States of America and, and apologized for everything we've ever done. And then he's got the giblets to call out Republican patriots. Please. Unbelievable. I don't know if there's a good guy in this, frankly. It's certainly not Putin. And today, it doesn't seem to be the president. I, I I don't know. Where do you turn? 888 thirty three ninety three. Uh Lewis in Virginia. You're on the blaze. Hi.
3: Hey, guys. A hey. few uh, things for you real quick on the Putin thing. I don't understand why we never hear about anybody else meddling in our elections, like Iran, uh, Venezuela, Mexico, so on and so on. I mean, people just feel like, we never do it, which is a bunch of crap. How many elections have we meddled in? Look at uh, the Shah of Iran, look at uh, uh, Vietnam, so on and so on. We don't know about that until thirty years later. We always do it. If I was running the election and I was in charge, I would make sure that nobody uh, in, uh, interfered with our elections. Uh, to me, mm. they uh, that's my idea on that. however, the other issue is uh, Trump and how he's treating Putin. I think he's just saying, look, for decades we've been against him. We've been hammered against him. And I think he, as a businessman, is saying, look, let's try a different approach. Let's go as a business approach, and let me try and woo him, and then lower the hammer if I can. Those are my thoughts. I'll okay. let you guys at it. Thanks.
1: Appreciate it. Thanks, Lewis. Um, I don't know. It's tough with, with the president because um – I, I don't know how how good he is at this kind of diplomacy. I don't know. He's got no experience in it. He's got no experience on a world stage like this. Yes, he's got he's got business experience. <clears throat> Certainly, he's been to Russia for for business ventures. But he doesn't have the experience to deal with a, a cold-blooded KGB killer like Vladimir Putin. That's kind of out of his league. So I, I don't know if he's handling that definitely or not. It, it's, today, it doesn't look like it. Sadly, yeah. it doesn't look like you it.
7: You just hope that when actually when the rubber meets the road, you just hope some really wise advisors are making sure that maybe the yep. PR game is mm-hmm. lost, but uh, mm-hmm. let's hope we don't actually agree to anything.
1: Yeah. And this is going to be a couple of tough days for him, I think. He's going to get a lot of flack from this. 888 900 3393, more pack Gray Analyst coming up.
0: Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Here.
1: I am. It's true. Thank you for being here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Bomb shot lip balm. If you don't have this, you need to. It's mm-hmm. so great. First of all, the lip balm inside is the best there is. Yes. <clears throat> Secondly, the case it comes in is the coolest and best there is. It's a uh, shotgun shell. It looks like one, and it's gonna set off your liberal friends. And they'll. <gasps> oh, how insensitive. And uh, you can just parade this proudly in front of them. <laughs> and then it's so sturdy. At the end of the day, it's not going to wind up a gooey mess in your pocket. Wayne created this product because uh, he got tired of having his <clears throat> lip sunburned to the point where he got lip cancer. And so he couldn't find anything that would help him. So he developed his own, took matters into his own hands and started Bombshot <clears throat> in Boise, Idaho. That was eight years ago. Now it's all over the place. 3,000 stores nationwide. Go to Bombshot.com. Use the promo code PAT. When you buy a two-pack, you'll get a third free. When you buy a four-pack, you'll get a fifth free. And when you buy a six-pack, they're going to throw in a free Bombshot logo baseball hat. Buy six, get a free hat, plus you get free shipping. It's Bombshot.com. Promo code PAT. B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com. Bombshot.com. All right. So... We were talking about uh, President Trump's press conference with Vladimir Putin today. And it, I mean, you could say it didn't go well, (laughs) I think. I think it's kind of safe to say that uh, it could have been better. He uh, kind of sided with Vladimir Putin over U.S. intelligence. There are some that are actually calling it treason, please. It's not It's not treason. But you tell me, is this okay, or are you offended uh, by what he said here?
9: I think it's a disgrace that we can't get Hillary Clinton's 33,000 emails. I've been tweeting it out and calling it out on social media. Where is the server? I want to know where is the server, and Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. is the server saying? My people came to me, Dan Coats came to me, and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be, but I really do want to see the server. Uh, but I have, uh, I have confidence okay. in both parties. I, I really believe that this will probably mm-hmm. go on for a while. But I don't think it can go on without finding out what happened to the server. What happened to the servers of the Pakistani gentleman? that worked on the DNC. Where are those servers? They're missing. Where are they? What happened to Hillary Clinton's emails? 33,000 emails, gone, just Mm -hmm. gone. (laughs) I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. And what he did is an incredible offer. He -hmm. offered to have the people working on the case come and work with their investigators with respect to the 12 people. I think that's an incredible offer.
12: Okay, and then, then it
1: goes into Russian, which is a little more difficult.
7: I mean, comprehend. on the fly. We're going to need right. about five minutes to oh, yeah. translate it personally.
1: <laughs> so, I don't know. Is that Does that rise to the occasion of the most disgraceful performance you've ever seen by the president? That's what Ander, Anderson Cooper uh, summed it up as. It, it's not great. I'll say that. That's uh, not a great moment for the president. Um, to just turn this around and start going back on on the Hillary Clinton emails, I, I don't know that that was a good tactic.
7: <clears throat> <laughs> I, I do, though. I, I like Brent out of shape's tweet uh, at Pat Unleashed. I was just about to counter Anderson Cooper's claim about this being the most disgraceful performance by a U.S. president with Hillary's stupid reset button gimmick. Then I remembered she's never been president. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God.
1: Oh man, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, this is kind of weird. There's been uh, somewhat of a conspiratorial theory surrounding why the DNC refuses to turn over the server that the president keeps talking about, that was supposedly hacked by the Russians, and um, they won't turn it over to the FBI. <clears throat> Why not? What is, what's the deal with the DNC server? Well, they asked uh, DNC chairman Tom Perez about it. And here's what he said.
6: I want to say. ask you,
5: though, specifically about what we're learning in the indictment about how they did their hacking and the dissemination of these stolen documents and data. President Trump suggests there was you know, some nefarious reason the DNC didn't turn over its computer servers after oh. the hacking was discovered. And in fact, in January of 2017, the FBI said the DNC had rebuffed its request to examine computer servers. Have you since then given the FBI no, that, or special counsel investigators that, access?
11: This, uh, this, today's tweet is rehashing old, gruel, more conspiracy theories. The fact of the matter is that we cooperated fully with the FBI. And when then-Director Comey went to Congress, he himself said that what he should have done differently was, I think his term was, cast a flare-up to the DNC even earlier about what was going on. Uh, The DNC cooperated throughout. And and again, today's tweet is another effort to distract from the matter at hand. And the matter at hand is that the Russians... Uh, they not only hacked the DNC, they hacked the DCCC. They they attempted to infiltrate secretaries of state and boards of elections. They were successful in one state, getting, as you correctly point out, uh, roughly half a million uh, individual names and, and personal information. And, and they did this so that they could attempt to swing our elections. That is an act of war. And if if we had a democrat in the white house right now but we, would have asking, Tom, a, we would have a would have a cabinet DNC, that's dealing with this
5: Forgive me I didn't mean to step on you but I'm short on time no. Has the DNC done everything in its power to make sure this doesn't happen again and to get to the absolute bottom of what happened Has have you turned over the DNC servers uh,
11: We have cooperated from day one and we continue to cooperate Did and, you turn uh, over the uh, server And, and again uh, all you need to do is read Jeez. the testimony of uh, then-director Comey when he was in front of Congress. This all's is, again, another uh, red herring. And okay. we continue, Thank again, you, through our hiring, through our mm-hmm. cyber practices <laughs> to do everything in our power to prevent it from happening uh, again.
1: I like that. Alls you need to do is... <laughs> that's alls I need to
7: do? I mean, that's... Look, <laughs> you're not a politico, Come so on. you don't talk
1: D.C. Th- that's right. You're right. So you don't know? I apologize. I don't know. I I don't know good Queen's English when it comes to, uh, you know, the DNC, the chairman of the Democratic Party. All you need to know.
7: All you need to know
1: is (laughs) that (laughs) stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, he didn't turn over. Clearly, they have not turned over the server, Um, and that's what. President Trump was talking about. They won't turn over the server. And they won't say why they won't turn over the server. Hmm. And he just changes the subject anytime the server comes up.
7: I mean, all you need to know. All you need to know. Tom Perez says,
1: is we're there's, good here. There's no
7: problem here. Mm-hmm.
1: That's all you need to know. So um, we're set then, I guess.
6: 888
1: thirty three ninety three. 93 A uh, British transit company is pulling Franklin Graham crusade ads from its buses. Because they got some complaints related to the Christian evangelist's opposition to the LGBTQIA plus <clears throat> lifestyle.
7: Infinity. infinity. You forgot the infinity. <clears throat> infinity
1: symbol. Welcome. Yes. Blackpool Transport said the ads for Graham's Crusade of Hope in September are coming down due to customer feedback and reactions on social media, which have resulted in heightened tension. LGBTQIA plus infinity mm-hmm. group Blackpool Pride last month canceled its two-day festival <clears throat> at the Winter Gardens to protest Graham's appearance. Two members of Parliament urged the British government to investigate if Graham should be denied a visa. Officials have accused Graham of hate speech, citing his words against Islam and the LGBTQIA plus infinity community. There you go. As The Guardian noted... Graham has said Islam is an evil and very wicked religion. Last year, Graham said, although he loves those in the LGBTQIA plus infinity community, he won't be coerced into accepting the lifestyle. Now, you, you, you can't say that because you have to accept the lifestyle, right? It used to be that they were supposedly seeking tolerance. That ended a long time ago. We've gone gone so far past tolerance, now it must be acceptance and promotion of the lifestyle.
7: Well, in some cases, I think you're expected to be of whatever lifestyle is in question.
1: It's almost almost to that point. If you're not in the LGBTQIA group, well, then you're a hater. Well, no, it's not my preference is all. So, nope, sorry, you're a hater, homophobe, transphobe. They continued to, um, Graham said last year, the community continues to target Christians to try to get us to accept their lifestyle. It ain't going to happen. God calls homosexuality sin. Take it up with him if you don't like it. He's the one who defines sin, not me. Okay, well, you could maybe say that in 1956. (laughs) You could maybe say it in 2004. But when you say that today, look out. Look out.
7: And that's a Franklin Graham 2018 quote.
1: Yes. Okay. So I mean, that's pretty, that's some giblets to be able to say. It. You can't say it anymore, right? You can't say, if they ask you if homosexuality is a sin, um, I don't know what your answer should be in order to keep your job or <clears throat> be able to remain employed in any capacity anywhere. So just don't answer
7: that question. <laughs> uh, next question. Next. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going through a tunnel. I'm sorry. I, I didn't, hear, I I didn't just, hear the question. You,
1: I ju- you just dropped out. You I'm broke sorry. Up there, and so. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Steve <laughs> uh, Austin, a man barely alive. You probably don't remember
7: that. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the Six million dollar man. Six million dollar man. man. Good. Okay. <laughs> oh, no,
1: that's... A, uh, so anyway, because... He said this horrible thing. Um, They took down his bus ads, and now they want to revoke his visa coming to the country. So you can't, if you believe in the Bible, that homosexuality is a sin. I guess you're not welcome in Great Britain. I mean, can you draw that conclusion? I I guess you can. Um, It's pretty amazing. So we'll see if they, if they withdraw his uh, visa. That's what has been recommended by two members of parliament. And it's going to be fascinating to see if they pull that off. Hmm. I mean, this is one of the biggest televangelists in the world. Franklin Graham. And if he, I, we'll see if he can survive this. I, I don't know anymore because you just, you can't say that out loud anymore. 888 933 Remember when uh, J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon called Bitcoin a fraud? Well, the price fell like 24% in the next few days. And then J.P. Morgan emerged as one of the most active buyers on behalf of their clients of a fund that tracks the Bitcoin price. They started investing in Bitcoin. George Soros did the same thing, tried to drive down the price and did by calling it a bubble and then bought a bunch of Bitcoin. So... Uh, These cryptocurrencies can be super valuable and could actually make you incredibly wealthy. They could make you financially independent. And that's what we're all kind of striving for, right? Where you can just work for fun, not because you have to. Wouldn't that be great? And we're going to explore this in a free live online broadcast Glenn is hosting this Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Go to beckcryptoshow.com and register it is free but you have to register for it you'll discover the new case for bitcoin will reveal the names of three cryptos Tika Tiwari our big crypto expert recommends that you should buy right now and there's the chance to take part in Palm Beach Letters exclusive two million dollar bitcoin giveaway get the details and get registered for this free event at BeckCryptoShow.com that's BeckCryptoShow.com <laughs>
0: Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: I guess uh, Rand Paul is unsure about how he's going to vote on Brett Kavanaugh. Hmm. He has some concerns about the nomination, and uh, he shares them with us here. Senator Rand Paul
12: at this point i'm undecided but i try to weigh this in the perspective of this could be a clinton nominee versus a trump nominee so i am somewhat persuaded to have an open mind because this is president trump who did such a great job you know with justice gorsuch i am worried though and and perhaps disappointed that i think kavanaugh will cancel out gorsuch's vote on the fourth amendment kavanaugh said in his opinion and claiming that basically good. national security trumps the fourth amendment And that the bulk collection, you remember the program that Snowden revealed that the government was collecting all of our metadata, all of our phone records and storing it in Utah? I mean, millions and millions and millions of pieces of data. Uh, Basically, Kavanaugh ruled that he was just fine with it, that basically the national security required it. I disagree completely. And I think if we give up our liberty for security, we may end up with what Franklin said, and that's neither. Yep. So that's an issue.
1: Yep. Well, I've heard he's kind of iffy on the fourth amendment so that's a problem
7: and with technology where it is today you can't and, be iffy on that well we can't be iffy on that but there is going to be case after case after case in Kavanaugh's lifetime and his service on the bench yeah he's 53 but this is going to be, it's be there a long time in front of him on more than long one occasion time. yes it is so you better be comfortable <laughs> with that uh that, that that seat in this time right now especially.
1: So there's one concern. Here's another from uh, Hillary
5: Clinton. You know, I used to worry that they wanted to turn the clock back to the 1950s. Now I worry they want to turn it back to the 1850s.
1: Right. Oh. Right. Okay. So there you go. I mean, that's, tell me that's not even more frightening. Uh, Fourth amendment. What about slavery?
7: I mean, Kavanaugh, is he not is he we gotta look this up? Is he pro slavery? He's pro slavery. I see how did this fly under the radar until now? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't think he's written a lot on it. I think he just talks to people about it a lot. Hey, you know what I want to bring back is wow. uh wouldn't it be a great idea if we brought back slavery?
7: You wait, oh my gosh, I thought it was just me. <laughs> and now I have someone that agrees with me on this.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: Finally, let's get so you nominated to the Supreme Court. Exactly. If I can get on the court,
1: yes. I'm gonna sway all of them. Yes. The other eight are going to be putty in my hands when I start talking about slavery. Yeah, you know. know, I think it's going to be a 9 nothing vote to bring it back. I do, because I, I think I'm going to be able to convince mm. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm. I, I think Elena Kagan's going to mm. be on board. Might be 8-1. to one. Sonia Sotomayor. <laughs> I mean, that is so asinine. These, the 1850s, really, Hillary? We're going back to slavery because of Brett Kavanaugh. It, I, they got to be embarrassed with themselves for saying things they like that. They have
7: no shame. They really They're don't. never <clears throat> embarrassed by anything. It's a good point. Uh, boy.
1: Also, Republican senators who strongly oppose the government's collection of domestic call records say they still are reviewing the record of Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh, who authored a broad defense of the program. This is uh, Rand Paul's so problem. Yep. Many senators viewed the National Security Agency's call record dragnet as a violation of the Fourth Amendment, and Congress voted to end the one secret collection months before Kavanaugh authored a 2015 concurrent opinion, finding it legal. Kavanaugh wrote the collection wasn't a search under the Fourth Amendment, citing the third-party doctrine of the Supreme Court's 79 decision—this gets into the weeds a little bit—in mm. Smith versus Maryland. But he oh, yeah. added— if it was a search, authorities still could take the records without a warrant because there was a special need in preventing terrorism.
7: Wow. I want, I want to look for the special need clause mm-hmm. in the Constitution because, boy, that,
1: find that, that's right in the good and plenty clause. Is that the good of, okay, so it's right in there, right well, in a little subsection plenty. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. good and plenty. And it's just, in the good and plenty is the separation of church and state. And then just underneath that, is the special, special need.
7: Cause okay. Yeah, the special special yeah, look need for area. That. Um seriously <laughs> though, th- so on. bad. I mean, th- That's th- so bad. How many different parameters are we going to allow for? Okay, well it's 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 we're going to go with the constitution except except for this one here. Unless it's a special circumstance Spe-
1: special need, special need mm-hmm. unless there's um, you know something extraordinary happening, well, unless I mean you suspend the constitution if there's a crisis, right? Tell no, you,
7: so, no. So there's the Fourth Amendment issue. And mm. I'd like to know how you would stand on this. Did you see over the weekend? We got now a Fifth Amendment issue coming up here where, you know, that uh, Michael Cohen had his uh, office raided uh, back in April. Yep. As they're investigating him to see business practices. And, and Trump, you know, and, and others have said that this is just a, a dragnet to try to get Trump on something. Well, listen to this. They are now up to over 2 million pieces of evidence that they have, potential evidence that they have taken from Cohen's office and home, basically going to go through it and then give back everything. I always thought the fifth amendment had to be very specific about what was being searched and why they were searching it and who they were searching, as opposed Mm -hmm. to just tell you what, we're going to go ahead and inventory the entire catalog of your home. And then we're going to give stuff back over time. No. What are you specifically searching for? That's how it works. And so this is something else. that's going to be up there.
1: Uh, That's scary. Do do we have
7: a bill of rights? I swear.
1: It seems like we don't at times. Now, but, but
7: th- I, I this, this buttress is the point Trump's been saying. It's a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt. I mean, if you're taking over 2 million mm. items from someone and just going through it and giving back what you don't need, mm-hmm. then sure as hell kind of sounds like that's what this is right now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Good yeah. times in America. Yeah, it's, a little,
1: it's a little scary, actually. Um, and you don't want a justice who is weak on that because you got you already have four who are weak on that. And we know that. You know, you got your Ginsburg, Sotomayor, Kagan, and... The old white guy. Uh, Breyer, right? <laughs> yeah. Is it Breyer? Mm-hmm. And, and then you got the four who are solid. We need one more who's also solid. On, at least you could count on Anthony Kennedy for privacy issues, usually. He was really pretty good on liberty issues. And that's a liberty issue. If you're willing to give up your liberty for your safety... You deserve neither, and you're going to lose both. It's kind of what Rand Paul was saying <clears throat> about uh, Ben Franklin, and how he summed that up. Just and it doesn't work. In other words, it doesn't work. You just you just wind up uh, not having either one of them, and then you know you're crying in your beer <laughs> or milk, or you've spilled it
7: or whatever. Yeah, you spill the milk, and, and you're, you're going to be sorry. Cry Go. in the beer, and right. Stuff or in my stuff. Exactly case, vodka. right. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, please teach your kids. Teach your kids the Constitution. This is not, especially uh, since they don't learn it in school anymore. And is America is such a unique system? It's such a unique place that this stuff mm. doesn't just freedom doesn't just magically occur and isn't just maintained because we woke up the next day. Yeah, you got to fight for this stuff and, and don't take stuff lying down. Even if it's a Supreme Court nominee by your own party.
1: That was beautiful, Keith. Thank you. It's a good way to end the show today.
7: I'm feeling mocked.
1: It's a good way to know. I'm it was beautiful.
7: I'll go wash my hair for 94 minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 888-933-93. Use that number tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.